What's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I'm joined with the whole crew today. What's up, Jen? Hey. What's up, G? You. And I like bringing these people back now. <laughs> what do you mean now? What's, what's up, Ryan? Yeah, like, what's, when did you not like bringing them happening? back before? Ryan? All the time. Uh, I'll come on anytime you need. You know that. And, and Leo, no, I just love Leo, so Leo's always welcome. What's up, guys? I love you too, brother. What's up, everybody? So they came back because they wanted to talk about arguably the greatest movie of all time. And... Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. It's my gimmick. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. It's my gimmick. Full disclosure, I'm a little under the weather, and Leo and I went to play basketball yesterday. And what did you say about my voice, Leo? Oh, yeah, so like his voice was like pretty much like that, like... That weird, raspy, almost kind of like sultry, like singer thing. I literally sounded like Don Corleone. Yo, yesterday. it was like I'm like this is perfect. I'm like just stay sick. Tomorrow when you're actually on recording, you're gonna sound exactly like Vito Corleone. It's gonna be epic. And then I decided to take medicine, and, and I woke then, up. And then I still sound pretty. I still sound pretty <laughs> shitty. Ruined the gimmick for sure. All right, but before that, before we break down the Godfather in this second edition of Real Back, we are going to look at some news, Ryan. You wanted to talk about it last week, and we cut you off, so go ahead. I know you what you want to talk about first, so go ahead. Oh, my God. Reboot looks amazing. Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, just all the people that are coming for it. Like, you have people who were in other movies. Like, you have the kids from the beginning of Jay and Silent, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> He's tongue twistered. He's so excited. excited. <laughs> Um, you have them. Uh, Method and Redman are in it. Cheech, uh, and I'm, oh, no, I'm sorry, not Cheech. Chong's in it. Um, You're missing it's funny because James Vanderbeek. There you and go. Jason and Big. Big. Yeah. I, I yeah, barked out when I it. saw that this week. <laughs> is this Shannon Elizabeth back too? Yes, she, she is. is. Yeah, I think everyone's coming back. Where's Eliza um, Dushku? Yeah, that's the only person we haven't seen yet. I mean, ah. they, they have a few more days of shooting, so who knows. Well, we know what happens to Jen Schwalbach's character because they bring her back. What was she, Missy? I always forget which one she was. She was Missy. And they, she's actually now working at movies now, so that was fun. Well, she also plays two characters in that universe. Because remember, yeah, plays... in, in Clerks 2. So. Yeah, she plays uh, Don. Yeah, but no, I looked at the name tag to see which one it was. Like, okay. I was curious on which one they go with. Because I'm sure she's down in Florida now, the uh, Dante's ex-fiance. That's great. Um, I mean, I'm totally yeah, just, high for it. It's um, they're done this it looks week. So much fun. So what I ex- and they even incorporated their daughter. He brought in Wait, Harley who, Quinn. Who, oh yeah, now it's a new Harley, girl gang. There's a new. Girl it's gonna game. be the new girl gang. Oh nice. It's gonna be now. Yeah, now it's an Asian, an Arab, uh, Harley Quinn. I think one other person. Nice. But I yeah, mean, they're doing so much. Uh, I fully <sighs> expect this movie to premiere. I kind of was teasing about it with Jen because every year in Red Bank over the last five years, Kevin Bank is the, Kevin Banks, Kevin <laughs> Smith. <laughs> um, Who's tied now? <laughs> both of you. Kevin Smith has done like Why don't you an just event go for have his babies. Kevin Smith has done something. Romancing on this episode is ridiculous. I will always bromance with Kevin Smith. The reason we're recording a podcast is because. Of a night that I went to see Kevin Smith, and he was like, if you have a dream, just do it. You know what I mean? Wow. This is the perfect mm-hmm. time to start a podcast when it's free before they charge you iTunes just to put it on there. Well, you said if you have something to say and you want to say it. Then and I it talk happen. a lot, so I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But no, like every, the last couple of years, Kevin Smith has done something every year on his birthday in Red Bay. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year, he had like a marathon of all some of his movies al- along with some other stuff. 
So what I'm predicting is that this year, similar to what he did two with three years stuff? ago with yoga, uh, hosers? yoga hosers on his birthday, oh. they're going to have a premiere in Red Bank on his birthday. And I think that's what they're going to do for uh, Reboot. I also think that it works really well for Jenny and I because it's actually on a Friday. So we're off on nice. Fridays in the summer, like I mentioned to Leo. Yeah, nice. So we can head to Red Bank for the day. He's just already plotting it. I can tell Kevin Smith how much I love him. We need this to happen. Because Ryan shows off because he stalked him at the mall and had a conversation with him. (laughs) I did not stalk him at the mall. The whole story is I was at home. uh, Casey saw saw that he was on. uh, He was live at the Hot Topic at the Ocean County Mall because I think he said his cousin, right, babe? <laughs> cousin, shout shout his, out to her Hot cousin topic. works at uh, Hot Topic, and so he actually clerked. So I, we hopped in the car and ran there. So you stalked him. That is very close to, uh, to what the definition of stalking. He went activity. live. It's not like he checked in there and just like, oh, I'm here. No, he went live. He knew what was going to happen. There was already people there he when I got it. there. He, he knew he wanted. He's like, he wanted. <laughs> God damn it, I went there. I'm saying he asked for it. And then as soon as he walks into the mall and sees Lay's eyes on Ryan, he's like, I knew you'd come. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're we're all here excited for Reboot. I can't wait. I'm going to probably like in late July, I'm going to go on into my View Askew Universe marathon and just rewatch everything. The only one I don't own because it's like $900,000 on Blu-ray is Dogma. It's not. Yeah, that's insane. Dog it's really so hard expensive. to find. But it's not $900,000. I'm Cuban. Let me be sarcastic. <laughs> you don't have it on DVD? No, I don't. No, that's no, gross. No, he wow, doesn't. He really he, he visually you don't watch your DVDs up. anymore? He no, is very I, bougie as with Jen, DVDs. When, he gave me all of them to sell on eBay. Yeah, I, oh, I would say I own... I have over 2,000 Blu-rays and movies and stuff. I probably own like 20 DVDs. Left. He's like, and I that's want because this. they have not find them on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if I already had Dogma, then whatever, I have it. But I never bought I it. I have Dogma. Dogma. I love Dogma. Dogma. It's it's not my favorite of his. And then even like if he likes a movie, really? and he's like, it's not on Blu-ray. He's like, no, I won't buy the DVD. No, I refuse still. to buy it if it's I'm not like, on just Blu-ray. Buy the DVD. Like, um, like Smallville, right? I had I had to because I want to rewatch it. Well, yeah, but you were waiting for them to come yeah, out on Blu-ray. I just got impatient. And they have it. But um, no, my favorite Kevin Smith movie, just to finish up on this, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Clerks. But if I had to do a second, it's pro- Chasing Amy is his best. Mm-hmm. But then oh, yeah. the most Definitely. entertaining that I have fun watching is Jay and Silent Bob. Nice. I can watch that over yeah. and over yeah, and over and over. It's the most, most mainstream. Actually, of my favorite Kevin Smith movie is Zack and Mary. Make That's a not porno. part of the View Askew universe. Well, doesn't <laughs> That's matter. That's what we're talking about. What if he makes favorite. it part of the universe in this movie? If uh, he did, this, then would I would say that I I love Zack and Mary. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like such a fun movie. One of my favorite movies. It's his last great movie, I think. Right. It's so <laughs> the end is so. Well, cute. what came? How, how you guys feel about Jersey Girl? Oh, Jersey Girl's oh. fucking underrated. I only saw it once. Ryan, underrated. Ryan, go I don't think us. it's as bad as people make it sound. I don't think it's horrible. And it's not great. It's not really, good. It's not. I my... really did like Yoga Hosers. It's I like horrible. Yoga Hosers too, but I don't think it was. Yoga Hosers is fun. Yeah, but it was Are him way better Affleck than Tusk. No. What do you say, G? Are him and Ben Affleck still tight or no? Not? No, they it haven't been tight it. since. He was on tour for something. He said Ben Affleck story, and then Affleck no longer talked to him. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious. Is it going to be a lot of Ben Affleck jokes in Reboot? Probably or because you, he jokes about you, it on the podcast all the time now. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, so I wonder if he, 
maybe they reconcile for this movie. That would be dope. If like that would like they just throw him in real quick. The reason well, Ben is more sober now. And the reason they broke <laughs> they, the it's reason true. they broke and he's got their, that Phoenix tattoo. Sorry. And the reason they broke their hetero life mate pack was is no longer in the picture, so that might be That's not the reason. The guy has a lot of issues. Ben. You don't talk about Batman like that. Oh, well, <laughs> you don't call him Batman. Okay, like he, that. Like the best Batman. he was a good Batman, but he's not Batman. the Batman. Yo, no, this Michael Batman King, on exactly. two podcasts in a row, Jenny. No. <laughs> That's like saying you can't talk about George Clooney because he used to be Batman. But like, ben don't you disrespect the good goddamn name of George Clooney. <laughs> Ben Affleck has a lot of like female issues I, anyway, so I wouldn't oh yeah, blame. That's, that's I wouldn't enough. blame the female. That's another. St- in all right, that so one. to move on I from mean, that, I will say this: I wish George Clooney got another shot as Batman because oh, he was no, he was no, 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 he no. wasn't the reason that that movie was bad. He was. I'll give you that. George Clooney can do a lot. I don't know, but he's not. He's not. He's not dark and broody. You need to be dark and broody. Well, he's, he's very he's very charismatic. He's he very, very charming, charismatic. but he's not dark and brutal. Bruce Wayne is supposed to be charismatic. In a, in... a Golden Girls episode before, but yeah, even but uh, like so, I think George Clooney was a dope Bruce Wayne, but yeah. he was a very bad Batman. That's why the so old could he do an old Batman? They get old Bruce Wayne. Then he's have to be crying. no. We all want Michael Keaton, oh, no, but we I'm want saying... Michael Keaton. But yeah. uh, <laughs> just, yeah. let me not speak George Clooney's existence. When I want Michael Keaton. <laughs> Shout out to the upcoming uh, sequel to Batman Returns releasing in theaters this week. Dumbo. Ah, Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. It looks. It actually does look good. Does. And I've read that it's Tim Burton's best movie in, in years. That's not hard though. He's had really very very bad movies recently. I would say. What was his? What were his last few movies? I don't Wasn't know. It how... Alice in Wonderland. Oh no, that was terrible. That one was really well, bad. I actually like Dark Shadows. Uh, well, the one that Jenny and I both like, and I can't remember the entire name because it's really long. The one about the school and the kids. Oh, Miss oh, Pettig- Peregrine. Peregrine. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. School for extraordinary children or something like That's, that. You know the thing is, I mean, with every director, you kind of get them. They always try to and to put an oomph to their style. Mm-hmm. You know, a Tim Burton movie right away, and he always has to add his oomph to it. I guess that people but just don't like that style. style. Yeah, I. You probably all knock me on this. I actually really like it's not as great. Don't knock me for that, but I actually do like do enjoy Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Same, I do. I no, it's not it's like enjoyable. Like, the Oompa Loompas are like terrible. That. You've never seen it because Johnny turns me off. Oh, I like Sleepy Hollow that way. It's a good. So I think Sleepy Hollow was around the time with Tim Burton, kind of like that's. I think that's when it stopped. I think that Big Big Fish. Big Fish. You're right. You're right. Big Fish. Um. Have you seen Big Fish, Jen? I have not. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, but you made that trash <laughs> out of the game, didn't you? I literally, I thought you were about to flip the table. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just dropped all his Oh, papers. I almost flipped the table yesterday. So we're watching, we're going we're gonna to get to what we watch a little later. Yeah. But we're, I'm no, I don't like comedies, but Jen's never seen Dumb and Dumber. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, it's not that it's not that great. What? No. It's not that great. I, you like, like all these like, trash oh, comedies? Hold on. No. <laughs> we'll I actually think the Marvel comedies from like the early nineties are very overrated. Like I'm not a Billy like Madison fan or Happy Gilmore. Best, or, I, I hate. I, I actually like Billy Madison more than Happy Gilmore. I think. I like. Yeah, but I'll say Billy Madison over Billy Happy Gilmore. I'm going to sound stupid here. Billy Madison is the one where he goes back to school. Happy yeah. Gilmore is the golf one. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree with yeah. you. I agree so, with both you guys on that. I mean, no, I mean, Dumb and Dumber, I'm just, like, I didn't see it in its entirety, but I saw little things here and there. And then I just feel like in grammar school, all like the boys were very much like, oh, yeah. like Dude, making fun of it or for like some, being that's acting Samsonite alongside. jokes. But I haven't, me. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so, so we're going to have chance. to watch <laughs> that later. <laughs> David's uh, going to make me. One day. All right, so let's move on. Uh, wait, and then the other news. I'm going to get into the news right now. Wait, there's one more news. 
Clueless, <laughs> Clueless reunited at Chicago Comic Con. It no, is that news. That, that is news. That's what's wrong with you? On your Instagram. It that was they just took pictures together. How is this news? Oh, so cute. Paul Rudd, Breckin Meyer, Alicia, and uh, Donald. They all like took a picture. And fun fact, like the director, Amy Heckerling, loves me on Instagram. I'm about to like hit you her up. Should invite her interview. to come on the show. I know, I should. And I like posted the picture of Paul and Alicia, and she like hearted my Instagram story. So yeah, no, that was pretty cool. That All was right. my fame so, moment yesterday. I guess we'll talk, touch on some news, real quick. Um, <laughs> He's like real news. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in, in real news. news. So that was. I agree with you, Jen. That was news. And then like I, <laughs> I man, if I had known, I would. I mean, I couldn't go, but like I would love to try to go to Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, I, I really did love Chicago. Because I, I just I heard thanks to a wrestling podcast I listened to about what C two E two is. I actually didn't know what it was. Oh, you didn't know what it was? No. And then I looked it up. I'm surprised because the Funko Pops. Because like that's one of the that's one of the ones that releases Funko. No, Pop. they don't. C two E two. Yeah, they do. They have some. They do. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Emerald City C two E two. Yeah. Like this they're getting bigger. LA. Well. I started looking up. So I have this thing Miss like if I know what cons around, I always just look up the hashtag to see like pictures of for the sure, for sure. And it looks really fun. So maybe we'll try to yeah, do yeah, press sure, over yeah. there. And it's Paul Rudd day. is Satan because he hasn't aged. Him and Keanu are like ageless. Yeah. Oh, that great segue Thank because yeah, we're getting we're getting a I don't know Bill anyone that asked for this, but we're getting a new Bill and Ted movie. It won't be the same without Carlin. I know that he wasn't as big of a part, but just will feel weird. Any My other opinion. comments on no, that? I, I mean, mean, I'm whatever. I, I, about I think it. you're right about no one asking for it, but I mean, I'm also not mad about it. Like, all right. I think it was cute the way they did the announcement, like the video yeah. announcement. They were just like, oh. agreed. I trust Keanu. For some reason, I trust Keanu. <laughs> um, but you don't trust Alice Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Where does everyone stand on Bogus? He was a though? lost Terrible. boy. Come on. <laughs> he was like Fair the point. lost boy. Fair point, G. Fair point. G, would you put him as the lost boy that sucked the worst out of them? <laughs> Out of uh, all of them, or, would he you really, did he talk? Did he have lines? He, he had, had like <laughs> five lines, and they killed him first. Like yeah. first was the worst. Like he was like the least threatening of them, and he killed them. <laughs> yeah, he's the first <laughs> one that they kill. Um, but outside of that, we have two embargoes that lifted over the last week. Uh, the first one was Pet Cemetery, which is standing at a ninety percent on Ryan Tomatoes. Nice. Uh, I finally saw the new trailer, and I see the switch that they made. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, that cat is so cute. Yeah, Jen has. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that's what yeah. I told Jen when she watches Pet Cemetery because she hasn't seen the original. So I'm gonna. Gotcha. Um, I have not. Oh, you have. It comes out on 4K this week. Yeah, you know I'm, pitching, I'm picking it up. I've watched a lot of movies and a lot of movies pre David because that was something that I would always watch like as a kid and like mm-hmm. I'm an only child so like I watch a lot of TV and a lot of movies. But then they're like every once in a while there've been like little movies here and there that I just never really have seen or yeah, I don't really you know, remember like watching. Star Wars. Like classic films that you're like, well, oh wait, like Star Wars. But then like. You're but not, then you're David not any can't better either, bro. David can't beat me on like old <laughs> films though because about, anything. Uh, oh, yesterday, I can't remember what it was. Sylvester now. Stallone movie, uh, not over the top. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. You've never seen Cliffhanger. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Cause <laughs> I, I, wa- I want to talk about it. But anything pre nineteen seventy, I've seen. Like yeah. that's where my knowledge that's where, actually. And that's where and that's where Jen put me because I used to watch a lot of TCM and I still do. But yeah. And then, uh, so I'm looking forward because to Because you're it. 90. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a 90 year old. Some of, the, woman. some of the reviews that I've read said it's very, very dark. It goes in a very, a lot darker direction than people thought it would go. Wow. It's very uh, loyal to the book outside of like little changes that we'll talk about when we, when you see both. I want your take on it. And then the other movie that came out, The Embargo Lifted Yesterday, and Leo and I were talking about this yesterday while we were walking to play ball. Um, DC releasing. Their embargo two weeks early is a good thing, and it shows because 
Shazam is at a 94% with about 40 reviews. Good for them, man. Nice. So what, what, what do you see first? Because I still, like, I'm all about Pet Cemetery. I, yeah, I think I'm going to do Pet Cemetery. I was thinking the same thing because I'm more excited for Pet Cemetery because it's getting good reviews. Because I really, I, I don't know if G agrees. So, actually, Stephen King tweeted, and he said, this is a scary movie. Be warned. Good. That's how he said. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Stephen King says this is a scary movie. Well, uh, I always like I always like seeing like what he thinks. No, I about actually his heard movie. that he uh, is very proud of it. He actually saw it and thought it's really good. Because wow. there's a lot of. And he did the same. He did the same thing like. before it came out too. Yeah. He said that was also. He great. did the same thing about it. Nice. So that's a good. That's a really good sign. Um, I but I'm with you. I think he actually likes the original Pet Cemetery. He's proud I like, of it. That's what the thing is. Like I was, I was like in the middle because. Like G and I have talked about off the line, and I think on the on the on the show too. Like, we really liked the first Pest Cemetery, so we yeah. were like, "Oh, why is?" And then that trash sequel with Edward Furlong. We don't count that. <laughs> no, uh, we don't. But the original was really good. So the fact that they were making, I'm like, is this a pet? Is this a Stephen King thing that they should take over? I gotcha. It, I get it because that movie is something. Because you know, because it needs improvement. Yeah. <laughs> But there the was, room, getting there was good, room for improvement with it. Tons of improvement. <laughs> so, like, the fact that it was getting such good reviews, I was like, all right, cool. So now that, like, it's at 90%, I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to see this for Shazam. But I do want to see Shazam. From what I've read, it's fun. Yes. Someone said, um, some of the reviews, I'm, I'm, it's not word for word, but they were saying that it's good to see that there's a movie that brings to light the fact that comic books are made for kids to have a good time. Nice. So, and Jen called it on... Zachary Levy, that he's perfect for the role. Yeah. Well, some of us so used to cute. watch. You Chuck never. I know we, Chuck. I loved him in Chuck. Yeah, like. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, Chuck That's was amazing. Because so Netflix funny. got I, I Chuck, Chuck, and then I binged it. Like I guess this was years ago at this point already, but it was on the sh- it was on Netflix, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I started watching it, and I loved it. It's very geeky. Um, it's it's good. It's just a good show, and so I really from liked the him. creators of the OC. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch Chuck at all, yeah. but I did. Uh, I started watching Zachary Levi. I host a lot of these like sci-fi um, Comic Con specials, and he's and I got like, his vibe is very like this new geek vibe. Nice, it's, like he's just a cool dude that loves comics, loves geek culture, fandoms. I was like, oh, this guy can be pretty like pretty cool to just watch on, on his cute. own. So when I Shazam <laughs> came out, I was like, just I had a friend dude. that used to get him confused. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a friend that was like, is that the guy from The Office? I was like, no, the guy from Chuck. And they were like, they looked <laughs> they alike. Look they look kind of alike. similar. They do. They do. <laughs> well, you know what? During Chuck, they also had like the same haircut because their yeah. hair was like flattened yeah. down off to the side. Yeah. Nice. And that same like goofy expression. Yeah, because they're both really <laughs> tall. He's also in um, season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. All right. And then. Watch it. And then the last so news. Uh, kind of. Real quick. Um, just on the Shazam stuff. Fails. I never <laughs> fucking fails. I, I thought he got attacked by a yeah. dog. Sorry, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's alive. <laughs> Your dog. Sorry, no, alive. my dog saw something and went crazy. I apologize. Um, oh, but no, right. do you? Uh, first of all, I had to say after like after everything broke with the Shazam, all the good reviews on the DC Network, I watched the old Shazam TV show from the 70s. God, I hope it's nothing like that. But also, um, I didn't even know there was a show. Was I didn't even know there was a show. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Really? Back when it was under the Captain Marvel uh, banner, uh, it was actually it was interesting. It, I only watched the first episode. It's him and a Mr. Fuji-like character <laughs> driving around in an RV, solving small like Grand Theft Auto crimes. So it's, it's a buddy it's, cop. So it's 
Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Okay. And he talks to the Greek god. Check it, check it out on the DC Network thing. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. It I, is interesting to watch. I paid $7 for that thing. I might as well use it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now I have to ask, you think The Rock, like, you think there is a script out? Huh? Gosh, I'm trying to talk about Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> we all disagree with everything. <laughs> um... I can't help but to wonder what the movie, how different the movie is going to be and would have been with The Rock with uh, when it was supposed to be Black Adam, yeah. Well, aren't they still making the Black Adam movie? I thought the Black Adam movie was I, like, a, like its own movie. Probably not. And I, that the setup yeah, was Shazam. I think that's a, that's a dunzo. Yeah. I think that's 86. And then um, to finish up on the DC talk, we get that, and then we get a movie that I doubt will be as funny. Uh, Todd Phillips revealed another picture of uh, Joaquin mm-hmm. as a Joker, and... I'm so in. Yes. It's just it's just the Todd Phillips as director thing that really gets me. But like everything he's released else, though, looks is, so yeah. good. I, I can't wait for that. And then uh, last bit of news for the day revealed yesterday. Um, I think you guys jinxed it. Yeah, we did. We, yeah. Guys, we, we definitely all jinxed it. <laughs> Leo, I'll let you start because you said something yesterday that I'm glad that. So, so- yeah. So like to, to kind of to piggyback off the conversation from like last uh, last last uh, last recording. Last Fun. show. Um, yo, we totally jinxed the Supernatural thing, and uh, it was announced that Supernatural will be ending after season 15, which now makes me walk back my comments as far as what CW is doing is cleaning house with their old cast, and I agree with David. I think the canceling or ending Green Arrow was step one. But now ending Supernatural, let, let him makes, let him finish his point. Feel like yeah, like they are getting rid of the older members. and not even that, That's Leo. Because G and I are coming. Hold on, yeah, Leo. We are, we are coming. Yeah. Finish, hard finish your hard yeah. your, your <laughs> point so, that I said. So then, what the fuck <laughs> so, are these two gonna so quit look, for? Like if it was a matter, they of, have if, all the if, money. If, if it was Padalecki and Eccles and uh, and Misha Collins that wanted to end the show because they wanted to explore other options, that makes sense after season five. This is season fifteen. They're not looking to expand their careers. I'm yes, pretty sure. I, I'm sure this is just a decision <laughs> that like the, the network just wants to clean house. The CW is known for having young, attractive casts. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Amel, they're so young. Padalecki, they're so attractive. Can you let him finish. Are no longer in that demographic. Oh, I don't know about that. Because I mean, they're still attractive. Now we're bringing Look, in ageism. Yeah. <laughs> we're all hot thirty-year-olds. Because like. Adrian is still feeling hardcore for that one. So for Jen, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, and, and once, I once, once they announced the cancel, oh, the ending also, of Supernatural, I do agree with David. And you also made nice. another good point about the video that we released. They didn't look like they were fucking happy to be ending this. Yeah. Well, they had just told. They had just told the cast. They had just told the rest of the crew, and then about that and then they filmed the video so they were already like upset obviously but even the decision they didn't they never owned the decision they never said like even if you owned the decision you would still be upset that you like it's still sad that you're ending your show maybe they couldn't say that because of this uh, i only have this to say i I, I, I do have more more i'm more of the david train of thought i only have this to say and you guys can like say whatever you want to say um, <laughs> if, he, if he says like, I told you so I'm, I'm not going to say I told you so But I will say this um, With this, The way the news was released it, re- it brings me back to what I feel Yes the show wasn't technically Quote unquote cancelled I just think CW Pretty much told them We're going to end it with season 15 Or we're going to cancel it So they took the high road and said okay we'll just end it And then we'll, we'll 
switch the narrative to make it look like we're choosing to end this and then blah, blah, blah. Because, like, you guys are like, all you guys are like, yeah. oh, Supernatural's yeah. going to be around as long yeah. as they wanted it to be around. As long well, as those two guys wanted to do it, and they true. don't want to do it anymore. How do you know that? Did you have dinner with them they last week, Jay? But how do you know, how do you know <laughs> that they, they didn't want to do, do it that? Anymore. Because I mean, the done. facts are... So look, if you're on the show David, for 15 David, years, David, if you want to keep doing it over and over again... they a whole different level. I'm not agreeing with you on that. Yeah. I'm agreeing that the timing of the decisions to end Supernatural and Arrow make me feel... That, well, I okay. got arrow. I got arrow intel that that was. <laughs> but like, I'm not going as far as saying like, yeah, CW strong arms Jensen Echo. Like, it would have shocked me if they did. Because like, they didn't. They didn't. They wanted. It they may- would keep going. Uh, the, either way, didn't the season like the actual showrunner and the creator of the show? He left after season five, yeah. did he not? Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. could have ended the show then, but they were going to keep going because it's popularity and whatever. Yeah, and sure. yes, the story. But has what's come out now that's made down. them say? Here's the, the here's the deal, dude. It's like still one of their like highest rated shows on the yeah, network. It's a flat They're making show. a ton of the money from it. They weren't going to end it unless those guys wanted to end it. That's so the why. CW would have kept Supernatural on as long as they wanted to. It's like a... they don't have anything that's that could replace it. There's like there's no reason for them to like strong arm them and get rid of it. They don't have like a ton of breakout like new breakout hits so they can be like, okay, this is going to be our new Supernatural. Like uh, they are yeah, ending like, it, it on charmed. their own terms. Those two guys want to leave. Leo. See, uh, it's, the timing is fishy, guys. It's like both it's of the shows Why is it ending at the same time. <laughs> but see, like it, it was gonna happen. And they're eventually. the older shows. They were gonna eventually end the show. But what I think is good about this is that they are able to at least wrap. They have a whole season of twenty episodes to wrap they it out and episodes. end it where they can end it. I feel like, and I feel like they kind of knew, right? Because in a way, like they just had their 300th episode, and they were able to bring back J- uh, JDM, right? So maybe that was also something part of the plan. Maybe like they mm. knew ahead of time, it up even before, even we even before knew. to give the fans that opportunity to be like, this is why we're gonna pull the JDM back in this episode because then we know that like this is how we're gonna plot it out for the rest. I just feel like they were given an opportunity and they're choosing to leave. They don't. Right, they have all the money. They're getting, they make so much money, and now off of syndication, everything on Netflix, they everywhere they make, they make a ton of money. They don't even need the show anymore. Back in season five, I didn't think they were gonna like, you wouldn't end it because that's just so quick to end the show. And if they mm-hmm. weren't ready, and then now look how much they've made on all this money. They've gotten their wives from this show actually, yeah, and on the show, literally, yeah. Because Jared, <laughs> Jared met his wife on the show. Uh, I think those, Jensen had Danielle before because she was at One Tree Hill. Jen mentioned something on there that I want to touch on but, that we, you talked about yesterday. Like, I'll wait till she finishes. I, I go back to it all the time because it's the whole Grey's Anatomy thing. Grey's Anatomy is still pulling in ratings for ABC. They're not gonna they're not gonna cancel the show until they have something good to replace it. And yet, so far, they haven't found anything that's been really able to replace that time slot. And for they're them. not gonna end it unless Ellen Pompeo and leaves. Of course, because like. It's Grey. Meredith Grey is Grey's Anatomy. So, like, anyone else can leave or die or whatever or get blown up. But if she still wants to keep doing the show, and she's pulling in, like, more than a million an episode, right? I think at this point. So she's not leaving. Until she's ready to leave, they're going to keep going with the show. So I I do agree that it's a a mutual decision, though. I don't think it was solely the, the, the actors. I don't think it's solely the network. But I do think that they both came to terms that this needs to end. And the timing of the arrow ending as well, it just does fit that C- it feels like CW is just trying to get younger and they're trying to get well, younger we're, now. But we're trying to make okay. it a conspiracy theory that Arrow, in, like Arrow was, he made that decision his on his own. See, that's what like I, I, now during I'm, season six. 
do you mean that it was going to end this time, right? That's that he meant. wanted to be done. He wanted to be done yeah. actually sooner than that. He did. He did. And he worked and he worked it out with them to do like 10 episodes his last 10 episode season. He wanted to be done before this. I think so. Like, it's, especially... I mean, I guess, I guess so. I get you. The timing is weird because they're ending two of their biggest shows, but like, it it's just like I don't think the CW didn't want to get rid of Supernatural. Like, it, they weren't losing anything by having it. Yeah, um, look, if it comes out and we were wrong and they really did want to kick them and out, I will, I will, eat, I will eat all the crow. I will yeah. eat all the crow. But I really <laughs> think I think in this particular case it wasn't that way. And I feel like with Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell has gone off to make his own convention series, especially. He ain't going to have one anymore. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> he's still, I, I, he can I think, still I pull people. I think he will have more of it now, actually. On it, yeah. You can tell that he has wanted to very much be like, he's not one of those type of people that are like, I'm letting everyone else make the decisions for me. True. I'm taking control of this. I'm making, you know, he saw that the convention circuit, he wasn't pulling in anything. And he's like, fuck this. I'm making my own. And then arranging all of that, mm -hmm. he's been making money and he's having more control on like how much and, and what goes into his pocket as well as what's oh, yeah. needed. He's a part-time wrestler too. So he's taking control yeah. of that. <laughs> so that's why I feel like that was the decision and, like, his to reasons end were like, It was a family reason why he wanted to like, be done. So, But you guys can't, like you guys do see like the network losing two of its flagship shows at the same time. The network is going to have some say in that. Well, I mean, look. Yeah. Well, no, also, but like, the thing with Stephen Amell, he was under contract for a certain amount of time, so fair. his contract was up. It was up, so yeah, he could have yeah. been like, his contract was up after like six seasons, so he could have been like, I don't want to do this anymore, end it now. Is but he gave them an option to be like, hey, like, I can, I'll do this for you. I'll end it in the right way. With that's how they worked out the whole ten episode final season thing. Like, so like with him, like it's a contract thing. Like, I guess they could keep Arrow going without him, but like. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you want to? Right, like, like, you know, like he, he was under contract for a certain amount of seasons, and that contract was up. Now, do we think there'll be a Supernatural spinoff? They tried to they've been trying to do that. Twice. They've been trying. They've been trying. But, they can't you know, do it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I think they're going to. How many times? They tried twice, right? They tried twice. Yeah, they well, tried with the, uh, the, the, the New Orleans thing, I think. And then the sisters, right? originals, And then the Wayward Sisters, yeah. Yeah. The Chicago well, the Wayward Sisters didn't really do anything. The pilots strong enough. The pilots weren't just not that good. Yeah, but I mean, look at Charm. I feel it's gonna go the same route of Charm. They're gonna cancel for a little bit, and then a couple years they're gonna start all over, but oh, with I a different, really diverse tax. Oh, we don't uh, we cast don't reboot. Yeah. They're because they're reboot it. they did it with Charmed <laughs> and with Rob. They're gonna well, reboot at the same time. Yeah, they're gonna do it. The Supernatural because, and that's the thing. CW is right now has that narrative of all inclusive, and right now Supernatural doesn't do that because it's led by three. Honest, like three, three straight white men. <laughs> so it doesn't fit the narrative. If you watch, if you watch it live, if you watch some of the commercials, they have a running ad that the CW is all about inclusion and love. It has people from, uh, it has the uh, big bad from uh, Black Lightning. It has Flash. And it has all their other characters, and that's so. Right now, Supernatural, as much as money as it could make them, it doesn't fit the narrative that they want going forward. That's why they have Batwoman will, coming up. I will that's be so have... pissed that like if during the upfronts, if they're like talking about ending Supernatural, and they're like, but we have plans to reboot it. I would be, yeah, I'll they're going to like do a female. There's going to be female <laughs> Supernatural down the road. I guarantee you, it's going to be two sisters. All the misleading that that network did. Yeah. So, but yeah. So Supernatural's gone. 
Flash or next? <laughs> well, not gone yet. Like Flash, Flash is next, and all right. How does it end for the? Fa- Leah, oh, how do you think it ends? Natural. We'll say that for another episode, right? Um, <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Yeah. So Adrian had a good. Um... And, and you guys can discuss that in another episode. Fine. Actually, you know what? I think Flash is next, or Legends. I think Legends. Legends, Flash. Legends is next. Yeah. Hopefully not. I like Legends. Legends is the only one that does. There are a lot of people um... that don't like Legends, but I like. Legends. <laughs> all right. It's Although like, I have to shout out the you said a comic book show on TV. Just do you said it perfectly though about Supernatural ending. Sorry, is the simple fact that it truly is the end of the WB, and that's one thing yeah, I really does. Like the WB is dead after that. That makes me kind of sad. Even though I don't it watch does. Supernatural, like that's <laughs> the last of the WB era yeah. shows. But I kind of considered the WB to be dead. Like at least for me, <laughs> before <laughs> that. So <laughs> she's saying we should have been mourning a long time ago. Well, because like, <laughs> for me, the WB was like when Buffy was on, when Dawson's Creek was on, when. Uh, you know, Charmed was on. Like, that was the WB for me, for my generation. <laughs> so I feel like once those shows left, I kind of stopped watching WB, CW for a Word. while because it was nothing else true. there. And by that the way, you guys, got 15, you guys got 15 yeah. seasons. I'm not saying you can't be sad that it's ending, but there's a lot of, like, hate online. Like, why are they any my favorite show? They're Like, it, like the CW sucks. They only have, find like, all these favorite show. shows. You've had 15 <laughs> years to find something else to like. Some people I mean, have also been, like, some of, up some of our shows only get seven watch seasons. Lost. Woof. Lost. Woof. <laughs> I wanted to, I want, before we move on, I just want to do something quick. Uh, something that Jen mentioned and they, me, you actually talked about yesterday, Leo. Like, I don't like when shows go on this long. I kind of like. Really, well, what if they're like still good? I don't mind. Or do they ever really last to be that good for 15 years? They did. They, there's Anatomy. an argument about Grey's Anatomy. I know people that still watch it that say right. it's. I still, still watch it. Well, look, I mean, people just just because you still watch it doesn't, doesn't mean it's still good. Like though. people no. just watch. Because I, watch I Gotham, let me finish my point. Not good. <laughs> but let me get. I watched ER for that. All right, long I just want to finish. I didn't even make my point. <laughs> okay. So, like Leo and I were saying yesterday, uh, when we were playing like um, shows like Breaking Bad. They they were they knew there were going to be five seasons, and despite how huge, because that was the biggest show on TV at the time. And they had all the right to say, we're going to go on for another five years and we're going to stretch a story on longer than it really has to. But no, they said one to five, we're done. Sopranos did the same thing. They're like, we're, we're done. We know where we're going to end. I kind of respect that more out of a show when you know you have a definitive beginning, middle, and ending. And you it's call like it Baseball Tell, too. Yeah, Baseball perfect. Tell had that's a five-season gr- plan. Ex- oh, really? That's a great well, example, G. Like, I love when shows do that. That's why, like, I ha- outside of Smallville, I really have a hard time watching a show that just goes on and on right because and I, feels- don't, I don't watch uh i don't watch shit's creek or whatever but i guess they had like a like it's their decision to end it and that show has grown in popularity like especially oh, wow. in the last two years um they could they could easily go on and on if they wanted to but like it's, it's a creative decision they were like they wanted to end it while it's well now i think they're gonna get more fans because they're on netflix and before i think they run on an obscure channel that not everyone pop tv they're on pop yeah not everyone has pop so i feel like i could never watch it there uh yeah it it going on netflix was a huge reason why it got more popular yeah but that's the only point i wanted to make like i but like i get what i get what you're saying like like when there's like a tight narrative they're like hey we have five years this is a five-year plan this is what we're gonna do the show is better for that and it goes i'm just saying if a show goes on long if it's still good 10 years in like I wouldn't care if you kept going if it's still good. Now if it like starts to like fall by the wayside, like I don't watch Supernatural, but I hear from everyone, from a lot of people that watch it, that after season five things went askew. Yeah, like I can tell you, G, for a fact. Like I put it this way, like if this was season one, 
if this season was season one, it would not go for 15 seasons. No. Like, the quality definitely has and dropped. And that's all I'm trying to say. And I'm not knocking anyone that watches, like, shows that are, you know, been yeah. around forever. Shit, I watch wrestling, and it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> who am I to talk? I watch Longest wrestling. episode program. <laughs> just with different players in wrestling. There's always a heel. There's always a baby face. There's just different people you you put in the different characters. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing over and over again. It's like yeah, a soap opera. The only difference I the only difference I can make with wrestling is that they never really have a set middle beginning, middle, and end. They just keep going and going. Of like course. soap opera. Yeah. Something like, like Grey's Anatomy, I'm sure they know how it's gonna end. But great no, they do. And Grey's Anatomy is the way I equate it is essentially it's like a soap opera in a way because but it's still hitting every week. I think it's different. You're talking about Breaking Bad and I understand that, but that's because they had a set narrative. They're also on a very different network as opposed to ABC, ABC. and what yeah. ABC can do. Like ABC is not looking to do an HBO no. type show or, or too an bad. AMC. Like I mean, they try, they try with American Crime and no one watches it. It doesn't always work. But would you say that the quality of this season of Grey's is as good as season no. 1? Uh, I, 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 you know. <laughs> at, a certain, at a certain point, you're right. But at a certain point, it's not that you're uh, being an excellent show. You're just sustaining. This it's like you've been here for so long, you might as well finish off. But if you're on for 15 very... years, if you go from being like a 10 to a solid 7, that's not bad. Oh, if no, you're that's on amazing. That Look, I, I think that's dope. I think I have it's no still problem. very formulaic. But what I think makes such a difference when I've seen like an episode from season one as opposed to now, yeah. and like it'll be on Lifetime or I'll watch it or something. Right. And I and I'm like, at least they've what I think Grace has done is that they've kept up with the times like the last episode they had last week. They started talking about, you know, they had a character that came into the hospital that they wanted to be known as uh, they. Right. So they're talking oh, about gender pronouns. Gender, yeah. So they're they're updated because that episode wouldn't have happened 15 years ago because that wasn't a thing. So I think what's kept them going is that they're always very relevant to what the social. And I also think another good thing about that show, like what they've done well, which is uh, it's really hard for certain shows to do, especially shows that have been on for a long time. They've been able to integrate new characters well without people being like, oh, why is that person there? Like right. they've we've they've weaved in new people to kind of like, OK, we know the show's getting older, so it can't we can't necessarily keep the same people around because like they're going to want to leave or whatever. They've actually done a good job of weaving in new characters that fans of the show actually like. No, you're right. And that's hard. That's hard to do when you've been on. I, th- I thought the show was going to end after the whole McDreamy McSteamy thing ended. I had no idea it was still going on. I was like, what the heck? You fans are... Uh, you isn't fans it about to, like, top PR is, like, the longest running medical drama? So, I, think- I mean, like, I don't think... I don't know. I guess because I never, I never thought of any... Uh, from watching Grey's Anatomy, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy for, like... To intelligent stimuli, you know, like you I don't watch don't? it to like. Oh, to, learn about, <laughs> to learn about medicine. I just, I just watch it for like <laughs> the romance and the drama in so the you, hospital. Like that's I what I watch House it for. I mean, I medicine. watch Breaking Bad to like start cooking meth. I don't know. So like, <laughs> that's why I well, watched it. Well, if you felt like you needed to do that on the side and I mean, make us need, more money, we got a wedding to pay. We for. don't have to say it right now. <laughs> we got a wedding to pay for. Okay. Um, but, right. you know, so, like, things like that. So, it just it just depends. Good debate, guys. So, yeah, well, to Good wrap debate. it up, Supernatural's dying. So, so, you guys are right. So, you know, we jinxed it. going to miss it. But, yeah, all right. So, let's move on now to, uh, I guess, not... Us? No, not yet. We'll get there. We're going to talk about what we watched this week. Oh, right. oh okay. And then we get into us. Um, uh, well, Leo's been watching all the Marvel movies, so yeah, you I've can... Been, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I've started to... Well, continued the rewatching. Um 
I'm also trying to get a group of people to hang out with a uh, Marvel trivia with me. So I've been making up like trivia questions as I rewatch everything. We had a good moment yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can win a thousand dollars if you uh, watch I them all. Saw, but you have to. Yeah, it's like a whole. David applied. I applied. You applied. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I rewatched. So I'm up to I rewatched Thor, Iron right? Man two, uh, Thor last night. Um, so I'm gonna start doing Cap one. Uh, rewatched uh, the greatest or one of the greatest films of all time, Which we'll Godfather talk about. one. Cool. Um, sort of catching up on Walking Dead, and uh, that's about it, I think, for me. All right, Ryan, what do you what do you watch? I really haven't watched much. Well, I will say yeah. the biggest thing I watched was uh, the I finished Titans on the DC app. Okay. Mm. I ha- I well, I know David, you haven't watched it so yet, so I'm not going to give any spoiler. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give any spoiler. Why? What'd you think? But I will say this. Wait, Leo, you seen it? Yeah, dude. What'd you think about that ending? Here's the thing about the ending. I like the ending, but it felt more like the episode before the season finale kind of ending. Yeah, yeah, right. Like they were building something up. Yeah, exactly. It felt more like it was supposed to be like it felt like there should have been another episode. It was a great episode, phenomenal episode. But and I love what that network's doing. I can't wait to start Doom Patrol soon. But uh, yeah, that entire season was fun. Great watch. I recommend it. Seven ninety nine, easy watch. Any DC fan will love this app. I just have to give a quick plug. And I watched the movie that we're going to talk about later. Promotional consideration paid for by the <laughs> Um. So, G, outside of us, what did you watch? Anything? Uh, well, I, well, I watched The Godfather again, but I watched it with a friend, and he talked over most of it because he was bored. So oh. that made it hard to watch. Had he had, it made had, it hard for me to watch it again. Had your like, friend had ever seen it before? or was He'd that... never seen it before. Okay. And he was bored. Uh, um, yeah. And he kept... And he kept vocalizing how he was bored, and I was like, okay. And that was one of the things where I was like, well, you want me to turn it off? Was <laughs> and it he was Justin? like, no, no, I want to finish it. I'm just bored. And I was like, all right. It was Justin. And then, uh, is he is he yeah, young? Sorry, Justin. You're getting, Justin actually listens to our podcast. So yes, shout Justin, out to Justin. What's up, Justin? You suck. And you should have actually like watched the movie. I only you said Justin because I every Thursday night. Like your movies, movie Justin. Buddy. We hate your taste in movies. <laughs> I'm shaming you publicly. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out to Justin. You're, you're... He's your movie buddy. And then so I that's also, like, I, I also watched Second Act. Uh, with Jennifer Lopez, it, it was all right, right? It was like it was just right. boilerplate. It was, like, was, was, like, was kind of okay. It wasn't Did bad. Justin like that one or no? Uh, he didn't see it. But he probably <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't think they throw you off right with that twist. We don't care what the twist is. What's the no, twist? It's a, it's a decent twist. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. What's the twist? We're not Vanessa, gonna watch it. Vanessa Hudgens is her uh, daughter. Oh, did you see that coming, G? Kind of, but not in the trailer because in the trailer you not think it's no. her when being you're like, watching the movie. A watching the movie, yeah. they edit a lot about how she, I, yeah. Right. And then I thought it was, it was it was cute. It was cute. And I actually like Jennifer Lopez. I don't know if people don't like her. I don't like Jennifer Lopez. I don't like Jennifer Lopez either. Jennifer Lopez, I give a ton of credit to because she's a big, big, big celebrity, and she's able to just play normal people really well. Like I like that she makes you forget that she's Jennifer Lopez, Wait. and I think that. Is a talent. Well, I actually think in this one, I <laughs> yeah, G, you were like, you're like, I think she's okay. I think she's got talent. In this one, I couldn't yeah, feel like, that normal people vibe the same way, but in the other ones, I did. Like in the backup really, plan, 
She was regular in it? Made in Manhattan. This one, I don't know. This one, I felt like her her hair was really done, like, at every moment. <laughs> like, I didn't feel her struggling to be at this Walmart-like store. Like, I was like, no, she looks too good to be, like, I think we've spent more time on second act than I ever Wait, wait, by the way, cares about second act when she's playing a stripper in her new movie with Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, but that reminds me of her, like, flash dance video. I forgot what the one was. The song was for that video. Yeah, I'm glad. I, remember. I got yeah, it. Jen, I'll say I got it. I got it. <laughs> She's like, I, got, I know this. I got it. I'm this glad. My, this I'm my glad. My I, I, I've never hated on Jennifer Lopez. I think she's fine. No, I like She's completely Lopez. serviceable as an actress. And whatever. <laughs> like, she's like not the, a dumpster fire the way you guys make her out to be. I think she plays. <laughs> wow. I think, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> no, I think she plays into Accurate. her role. She doesn't you try to do I more. This. I accept this. I, I think she does exactly what she, you know, she. She makes all this money playing the same, essentially, kind of ca- type of character. So she, yeah. she's, and she does it well. She's like so, The Rock. So she, no, she's, whoa, she's whoa, let's be real. Well, The whoa. Rock, as an action star, he always plays a very similar let's, role. But I love The Rock. Well, let's, let's, he, he used to be like a straight face, just serious. No, no, character. I, I have, I, I have a better comparison. Well, I guess that's true. She's the In female the Kevin Hart. Plays the same fucking role every movie, and um, makes a shit ton of money, but is not very talented in acting. No, let's not say uh, that. She's a good actress. No, I don't know, cause enough. What about Selena? Shit, The Rock. Selena. Selena. I do That's like true. no, I do like Selena. I do like Selena. <laughs> yeah. But I will counter with The Rock because The Rock and Jumanji played a completely different role and, that he Anaconda. ever played. Okay, all right, all right, fine. Anaconda for real. Yeah, I just yeah. mean like they speak to their type. Like Jason Statham is always Jason Statham. Love- like, I, I, like, I love just Jason. when they play. Yeah, because I think he's a good actor. I think Jason saved them. I love all these people. I'm just saying, like, they play to their type and they do well and they make money. And I don't think Michael Sarah's the same I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. Why can't we just accept that they're just good at what they do? You think The Rock is gonna win an Oscar one day? things like one day. So like, when I think of a good actor, I think you have range. Jennifer Lopez is not a good actress. She doesn't have range. Very charismatic on screen. Really good at that niche that she's in. I will get yeah. it. I 100% say Listen, yes. Listen, if I could play the same person for 20 yes. years and make money, and you can I'll do it. I'm doing it. And if she doesn't want to do anything else, yeah, then that's do fine. Do it. She doesn't even need to. Actually, in all honesty, she really doesn't even need to act if she didn't want to because 100%. she has all of these other deals. I was going to upset makeup, General. These leggings, this, all this shit with A-Rod now. She's these a singer. I was going to upset General right now, but I don't even believe it. I was going to say she could just live off A-Rod, but she was going to knock my head off. No, she a Rod well, by like a little bit, but A-Rod not by much. A Rod has it by ten million because he's oh, at. It's th- a little bit. It's he's at three forty. Well, to them that's like ten dollars. <laughs> he's at three forty. Oh, he's at like three thirty. Yeah, for them ten <laughs> million. For them it's ten million dollars. is about like an extra five bucks, bucks we find in our pocket <laughs> after doing laundry. All right, but let's let's move on, Jen. What what else did you see besides us this week? Nothing, right? Oh, us. Because um, you were working late this yeah, week. Yeah, I was working a lot. Um, and last night I saw Masters of the. We're gonna get into that because I wanted. I, I'm so happy you saw it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it's right. so good. Sorry. <laughs> this is adorable, so, you two. You two are adorable. So we, I saw <laughs> this week I saw the paper. Oh, Remember I said I was trying to do some Michael Keaton research? I saw the paper. Research. I loved it. Ooh. Like, it's really good. Michael Keaton, he has a lot of very I – I knew he probably just filmed Batman Returns. It was on 1993, so he probably filmed it in 92. Did he have the same hair? Yeah, he still has the same eyebrows, too. Um but I loved it. It's a, it's pretty much it takes place through twenty four hours at a newspaper, and you kind of see them trying to get the inside of a story okay. while having drama inside the workplace. It's pretty is good. This the prequel to Spotlight. Why, 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 are <laughs> you, why are you avoiding multiplicity? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you just watch it? Uh, <laughs> Melissa Tomei's in it, and she plays Michael Keaton's wife in it. You had me at Marissa Tomei. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to say spoiler her name alert. She's hot. She's still hot. Um, I also saw App Pupil. Oh, nice. I like oh, it. That's a good movie. It's underrated. It is underrated. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I like. I didn't know till like halfway through that was a little boy from The Client. So yeah, um, I saw Lifeboat, uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Takes place on a boat. In oh, now I have him on a boat. Yeah, man. Head. Um, what made you? Uh, what made you watch that people? By the way, um, I went on like a little binge on an eBay store that was selling buy four get fifteen percent off, and eBay had another fifteen percent off on top. And I had wanted to see it for a while. So I decided, I'm like, oh, let me just do it because it's hard to find on Blu-ray. Hmm. So I found it, and I actually dug it a lot. Um, Lifeboat's great. It's Hitchcocky into to the T. Uh, it takes place literally on the boat and doesn't leave the boat the whole entire movie. And a lifeboat at that. So it's literally a small boat for 80 minutes, and it just builds the suspense because it has uh, world, Nazi. It's during World War II, so it has Nazi uh, Nazis, Americans, and like American soldiers, and it's just like nice. the tension being built about who are they? Are they going to trust each other? So on and so forth. How are they going to go off the boat? Great stuff. Uh, right. Leo's about to knock my head off, and so is Ryan, and maybe G. All right. Uh-oh. So here's we get to the Dolph Lundgren stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I saw for the first time the Punisher. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you. Minus the skull not being on the chest. I dug that more than any other Punisher movie <laughs> that has ever been made. You can't make fun of anything I've ever watched, ever. You know what, <laughs> David? You've been, you've, been, ever. You've, you've been under the weather and sick, so no. I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting this be a sign of your feverish delirium. <laughs> it's better than the Thomas Jane movie. It's better than the one that came after the Thomas Jane movie, because I don't even remember who plays the Punisher. And that's the only thing we've got. Oh, uh, Ray, Ray Park. Uh, no, Stevenson. Stevenson it's nowhere. It's like... At, like stratospheres be before in terms of quality of John Bernthal, but out of the three movies, <laughs> if you watch those back to back to back, you're gonna tell me that that one's the best one out of the three. Wow! But well, just because it's the best turd doesn't make it any less of a turd. Wow! You just spent like yeah, 10, 15 minutes bashing Jennifer Lopez's acting, and this is where you're. This is where yeah, you're. You, go, you like, gave me shit over Jersey this. Girl. Well, I will say. <laughs> But I will say that um, Dolph Lundgren has never been Salinas. <laughs> I will say Dolph Lundgren in Creed Two was better than anything Jennifer Lopez has done. The nerve! You are so wrong. <laughs> Stop it. So Stop it. that took some acting job. But um, we also saw. I have two things I'm going to finish off. We saw Matches of the Universe, and uh, Jen, to my nice. to my shock, actually enjoyed it. And it made it nice. very it's happy. A fun movie. What do you mean? Actually, I used to watch that. I thought, she, enjoyable I thought she was going to hate it. I thought. She, no, I liked it. I had never Did seen it Did you like before. Courtney Cox? Oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> she was fine. Like, she wasn't bad, but she was, I mean, you know. And I think I was the only one that noticed. She had, like, a chin pimple at the time <laughs> during this whole filming. <laughs> and Dave's like, you would notice that. You know, and I'm like. You want to know what else yeah. Jen noticed? Only, you know. Oh, and I wasn't a fan of the boyfriend, but whatever. No, Jen, kind like, probably like 20 minutes in, she's like, Dolph Lundgren just wearing a, a, a Speedo. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> He's just straight on like speedo. low key, just checking out his junk throughout the movie. No, uh, well, evidently it wasn't very low key if she mentioned it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually the opposite of low key. But I also saw that as that well. And no, no, fun. it was good. It's it so eighties. It's so eighties. It's very eighties and very like like the campy fact that, almost. The fact that like the key is like just a keyboard. Oh, actually, you know who I really didn't like in the movie? 
Don't the you principal date. from the back from Back to the Future. He was alright. Oh, really, the cop. Yeah, yeah the yeah, cop. I didn't. I was like, eh. and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stay here now and live." And I got this beautiful he's woman like, next to me. I got a retirement plan. I was like, "Sir, in like a matter of like seconds, you didn't just gain that woman. Like, get out of here." Gross. Well, I guess. I did like Evelyn. She's awesome. I did like Evelyn too. Yeah, I was like, "Oh look, it's it's Meg Foster from They Live." And then, she still uh, has those eyes. Yeah. Those eyes are yeah, yeah, those eyes are creep. And she's got. And yeah. I do like the look so of Skeletor just when she was purple. You know, he had the yeah. purple. Uh, but I, you know. Yeah, because I even told is Frank, David, is like, Frank Langella that plays him? Yeah, I still, I still. That's like so weird to me. That doesn't even seem like. Him at all. I told David if like they redo it now, right? They'll definitely that skull. Well, you see that they're re- they're that that kid from that thing that you like might be He Man. <laughs> to all the boys, to all the boys I've loved before, <laughs> Noah Centino. You like? I know. I forgot the name of it. I know the name is like long. And but I, was, I don't that, know that if he. Like. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's a young adult book, but it's like Wait, a you movie. understood that too? Yeah, to all the boys yeah, I've loved before. Know, we have like a second you, know. you, you do have like this like uh, yeah. really and I interesting have connection. connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, and, sometimes and then, I think G's like my teenage girl counterpart. And then, to, <laughs> <laughs> and then to finish off, I saw The Avengers because I'm, yes. I'm also doing, an, I'm doing a Marvel marathon. Ooh. I will say this. Like, it's a gift and a curse of how good Thanos is as a villain in terms because – I'm watching Avengers and I'm like, damn, Loki ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there watching it and I'm like, it's still a great movie, no, but I, sure. I thought that. If you watch like a lot of the honest trailers about like not just the Avengers, but like the movies that came before oh, the yeah, Avengers, they're hilarious. I love that they always point out that like, like when there's something evil happening, like you would think that they would assemble, but they did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just Iron Man by himself. <laughs> and then, um. Uh, to finish off, I saw Cliffhanger for the first time, yes. and I loved it. Fucking Michael Rucker, just out of nowhere, just hanging on a cliff. You got it. I'm all in on that. That, um, but it, typical s- sly '90s action movie. But it was really good. The '90s, man, for movies as the, the quality of this movie. And then since yeah, stop or my mom will shoot. Since full disclosure, this news section was supposed to go 20 minutes. We've gone an hour, Jeez. and uh, <laughs> we saw us. We're and so since since right, right, did you see us? Not yet, no. Okay, so since Ryan and Leo didn't see it, we're just going to say our quick thoughts. General opinion. I loved it. I think it's very – I compared it to this. Um, I write it in my review this week as well. Like, Get Out feels more like – I'm going to use Kendrick Lamar as an example. Feels like Good Kid, Mad City, like a really great album that is right in your face and it's telling you everything you need to know. That's how I feel Get Out was. Like, it's very in your face. It's very good. But it's telling you everything An you need to know. An introduction to the artist in yeah. a way, right? Because that was his first album. And then and you so get... introductions to Jordan Peele's mind. And then you get the second album to, to, pimp a, to Pimp a Butterfly. And Kendrick Lamar's second album is a completely different animal than his first. It's one of those, like, you literally have to listen to everything to try to get the, the meaning of what it is. And that's why I feel Us was. Like, on the service, you're going you're gonna to take away certain things but that's not really what he's trying to say, and we can't really get into spoiler category, so I'm not going to get into that. We can next week, so Ryan and Leo watch us. Yeah, so we will. So I think get. I mean, I think us is brilliant. There's so many things in there that you can take away when you really deep, really dig deep down into what Jordan Peele's yeah. trying to say. I think it's fantastic. I'm glad I picked it as a best picture nominee because I think it may hold the season. But most importantly, I really, really, really hope Lupita Nyong'o gets nominated because she is fucking amazing. Nice. Like, 
absolutely amazing yeah, in the, the movie. The whole cast is good, but she carries the whole movie, yeah, I she, think. She is she does. stupendous. Everything, every moment in that movie with her is amazing. Like, Tony Collette killed the last year in Hereditary. I think Lupita's, like, even better than Tony Collette. And by the way, year. usually I'm, uh, I'm talking about the whole cast in general. I'm usually annoyed with kids in movies like this sometimes. Kids but I actually thought the kids were really good, too. Yep. Yeah, they were uh, very that. solid. And Winston Duke is hilarious. Yes, as well. he was. He yeah. was hilarious. Very funny. And then, like, I, I won't give anything away. Just from, like, a technical standpoint, I think Jordan Peele, is, he has his own voice as a filmmaker, and he clearly loves the genre. There's a lot of the ways that he shoots things, the music that he chooses, the way he composes a scene. Like, he, it's very, he's paying homage to, like, classic stuff, but, like, he definitely has his own eye, and he's very, I think he's really, really good. It's very. I mean, I know it's only two movies, and you know, still early. But, you know, but everyone talks about the, everyone talks about the sophomore slump, and he, and he didn't one. really have that with this. So it's very Hitchcockian. Like, there's a lot. Can I say of what Hitchcock my favorite shot movie. was? It's not really a spoiler. What? Yeah, sure. Your favorite shot. My favorite shot that he had was when she was coming down an escalator. Oh yes. And it oh, yeah, yeah. have all the lights and then like the close up of like her face, but like with the escalator and the lights oh, wow. up coming up the wall in the background. Brilliantly shot. It was a very Beautifully good shot. shot. Yeah. Dope. I would say that was my favorite shot of the whole And I'll never listen to good vibrations the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> or I got five on it. No, I thought I, got five, yeah. I thought the movie was really well, well done. I really liked it actually a little bit more than Get Out. I don't know if I just need to watch Get Out again, but I think as a whole, I like this a lot better and I thought for me, I thought the pacing in this one was a little bit better than I think I found Get Out to be. Hmm. Um, and I really liked the ending. But Ooh. then I also like wanted to read a little bit more about what other people thought. So afterwards, like I was trying to like dig a little bit deeper. And so I'm interested to see like when we really it, can go into like a spoiler funny. session. Because I think it's very much a movie that like you're going to leave the theater and it's going to make you think extra hard about what he's trying to say to an extent well not extra hard but like you're thinking it's a movie that drives that dialogue it's not just and by the way guys this know, movie costs 20 million dollars to make it made 70.2 million over the weekend yep. That's epic. damn and i think it's the second uh it, it almost it, like halloween topped it with 76 but 70 million is a really good great and especially she was, she was great <laughs> like she was phenomenal and i really liked actually one of the other scenes towards the end of the movie and just the use of the music and ballet. Yeah. I thought it was very, very good. And then to finish off on that, um, I think too, I told Jen when we walked out, um, I was, I was already walking out of the theater, like thinking like, what do I, what am I taking from this? And, um, I, uh, was telling her, I was like, I think this, this movie might go over people's heads. Like if you're yeah, a casual movie goer, so it's going to go over people. So she's like, no, no. And then I immediately asked our buddy who was with us. And I'm like, oh, like, how do you like it? He's like, I don't know. I don't get it. And then I asked another one of my buddies that saw it um, yesterday as well. And he didn't get it either. And then I kind of like told him what I thought. And he was like, oh, let me do a little bit more research. And he kind of did what you did, Georgie. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, shit, I see what you mean. Like in terms of people have different interpretations like i think this movie is worth a second watch like i feel like Mm -hmm. there'll be a a few things like while watching it i caught like a few little things that like you see in the beginning of the movie that then makes more (laughs) sense towards the end because he drops in like these little easter eggs 
throughout the film and if you're paying close attention i think also like if you're looking for it in a way right yeah, like so you watch a hitchcock film there's always clues kind of what i told you yesterday in yeah. a way yeah. so if you're used to watching that and i grew up watching hitchcock films like every sunday night on amc they would play it like at eight o'clock at night yeah. and that would be like my sunday night ritual with my mom like we would watch nice. alfred hitchcock movies so like the birds like just anything so you're watching these movies and you're seeing like how there's always something that when you're watching it on the surface you don't realize and then after once there's like that conclusion and the reveal of the whatever the plot was or this or that you're like oh that makes more sense now like and you saw that so i was looking a lot of that for a lot and of that in this and, and i also lot. think the there's difference between both and i love get out and i'm he deserved the oscar of course but i also feel like um i've always had this issue with get out that it does a tonal shift towards the end that kind of like doesn't help stick the landing and i think g you and i have talked about this like you have this very strong social commentary for 80 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes is just about some guy switching your brain from one from black guy to a white guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm, I've always been very, I still love the movie, but like us, it was very cohesive at like us like that. is cohesive with its tone. It, it blends in everything throughout. So it never really changes to an extreme. Like I feel like get out goes from one extreme to the other and like, snap of a finger cut kind of deal this no this to, to finish off how i feel about this it feels like like we're watching what he's gonna do with the twilight zone and it excites the fuck out of me nice so it did get a i was surprised it got a b cinema score which is oh no i'm not gee i kind of points kind of points to what you said about like people not certain people yeah. not i mean i checked before we got on today i checked the audience thing on ron tomatoes is at 72 i believe and I, I, I saw it coming. As soon as I left the theater, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those. It's certified at 94 right now. So, okay. you know, I think the Oscars are going to eat this shit up. I think he's what I hope if we get if it if it lasts, you know, if it runs a season like I fully expect it to. I think it should be nominated for best picture. It should be nominated for best actress should be nominated for original screenplay, cinematography. And if we're lucky enough. It gets in for director. Director? Yeah, because yeah. he directs a shit out of this movie. But we'll see what happens next year. Dumb question. Dumb answer. The, <laughs> it's not the Get Out and this aren't related whatsoever, right? Like, you don't have to see Get no, Out? No, they're not. Okay. Unless something happens. I, actually, a line. friend of mine asked me that, too. They were, like, thinking that it would be. It's not. No, okay. yeah, you're fine. All right, so let's. Oh, wait. One last thing. So Alamo Drafthouse posted last night that Us is huge. It's their 18th most attended Friday night movie ever and the only film in the top 50 that's not based on a comic book, a remake, an adaptation, a sequel, or a Star Wars. <laughs> it's, or also, Star Wars. <laughs> it's also damn good. Thank you, Jordan Peele. What's the top two? That's crazy. Infinity uh, War, Infinity War, Infinity War, Infinity War. What's number one? Let's see. Force Awakens, Force Awakens, Force Awakens. Yeah. Well, actually, their top one was... Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh, and nice. Infinity War. Yeah, <laughs> woo. <laughs> we'll take the W, Leo. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to uh, our main topic of why we're here today. <sighs> Do you guys still have the energy? Yeah, no, dude. That was <laughs> Look, rewatching it always reinvigorates you straight up. Like I, I, I you kind of lose appreciation for it until like that credit starts and the screen goes black and the music starts. Yep. So I have eleven pages of notes. 
but <laughs> uh, I, don't know I, have, I don't know if I have the energy for 11 pages. Yeah, no. so <laughs> the the reason I wanted to record this today is because it is exactly 47 years ago when The Godfather was released. Happy birthday. Which, oh, which, nice. Which is crazy because I would have not thought this movie, with how acclaimed it is, was released on a random Friday in the middle of March. True. It just it seems out of... Yes, Jen? No, 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 but, like, the times were different then. I don't think that they looked at... I mean, yes, they looked at the oh, box like office. The and they looked, totally but there. the timing that you released didn't... They weren't looking at those Yeah, I guess you're then, right. That's true. All right. Like, so, when, did Jan- when did January become, like, the dead month? <laughs> I wonder, like, what time that's period. A good, yeah, that's, that's a good a question. Really because you would think, you would think, like, the colder weather would be the main time to go to the movies. So you would think January, yeah, March yeah. would be the yeah. major movie you time. Netflix back then. You yeah. Because like, then. would you say that like Jaws? <laughs> what year was Jaws? 70... 1975. Okay. So did it you, come out so in the Jaws summer? was like a big summer blockbuster. Yeah. You know? But did it come yeah. out in the summer? It did. It was the original summer blockbuster. So then there it was you go. The first, yeah, I think yeah. it was the first of its kind. It was kind, the first yeah. one of its kind. Yeah. All right. So for anyone that's lived under the rock over the past 47 years, The Godfather is a 1972 American crime film directed by Francis Ford Coppola and produced by Al. Albert Rudy, based on Mario Puzo's best-selling novel of the same name. It stars Marlon Brando and Al Pacino as the leaders of a fictional New York crime family. The story, spanning from 1944 to 1955, chronicles the family under the patriarch Vito Corleone, focusing on the transformation of Michael Corleone from reluctant family outsider to ruthless mafia boss. Don't yeah, it was such a, That's a good awesome story. transition. Um, yeah. pr- terms of production-wise, I know, like, I... <sighs> G's gonna love the box office stuff because he loves when a movie like is cheap and makes a lot of money. So we'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. It makes me love the same thing. Yeah, I least... do love a good cheap movie. Um, so, <laughs> so even even in turn, Paramount 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 Pictures obtained the rights to the novel for only eighty thousand dollars. But the smart move is that they bought the rights before the book became popular. So they kind of they had the foresight to get it. They had the foresight to get it. Well, I think that also, and I don't know that this would have set that precedent, but I think they do that a lot often. Like whenever they know that a book is going to be a big bestseller or Mm -hmm. it's going to be a hit, like let's say like a Gone Girl, right? The book just went off because it was a good story, and I think whoever I think I forgot who did Gone Girl, but they bought the rights. You forgot who directed Gone Girl? No, 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 not directed. (laughs) The studio, the the, uh, studio that bought the rights. I forgot what studio was. I hear some chairs being ready to be thrown. So Nicholas Sparks. I was in the same room as you, Jen. The reason, the reason one is the uh, the woman in the window. So like they they bought they the book premiered last January, and they even before like hit the shelves. Like I forgot who it was now, but they bought the rights to the book to do the movie. Mm -hmm. So they knew it was going to be a good. And now the movie is potentially an Oscar player this year. So that's. All right. In terms of director, there were other directors in line, but Coppola got the job. Now, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Coppola and Paramount disagreed of who would play several characters in the movie, including Vito Corleone, hmm. because Paramount didn't want to deal with Marlon Brando. Because I think, Jen, you're our classic film. At For a while, Brando in like the late 50s, early 60s was kind of like losing his steam, right? Uh, I think he took more of like... A break, in a way. Um, but the Godfather was his comeback in a way. Was he was he already difficult? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he uh, was yeah, already yeah. at that point a little difficult to work with. But he also like he went off. He married like a Native American woman. Like there were all these other things that he started to do, and he was sort of. I don't think he ever really felt a part of Hollywood as much, and I don't think he ever really wanted to ingrain Ironic. himself in he the same way. Acting. He was very much a method actor, and so his the first. He's the first of his kind. So for method acting. Yeah. So, you know, like all like all these little things. So I think at that point he already had started to um, retreat, I think, from the Hollywood life. So, yeah, I would say that The Godfather, I think, would have been his comeback. Fun because fact, right after that, didn't he do Apocalypse Now? That came after Godfather? Yeah, but that's when he really became a problem with Superman? Coppola. He did Superman first and then he did uh, Godfather, uh, um, Apocalypse Now. But that's really when he became a problem. Because he was supposed to be a certain weight, and if you watch Apocalypse Now, which I don't, I would never make Jen watch because it's like four hours, um, and yeah, she and she hates God. war movies. Um, it's really long. But there's he's supposed to be said. he's the villain. He's pretty much the villain in the movie, and he's supposed to be on screen. But he got so fat that Coppola had to shoot him in the shadows because he was. Not, oh, that's why like the posters like. That's him why you see his shadow. Yeah. A... So Coppola had to try to adjust to Brando and I think Brando made it difficult to actually show up on set he didn't want to show up so I mean Brando's to me is the one that changed acting because I think baby Brando yeah nothing to me nothing Corleone is Vito is to me my favorite performance of his but like on the waterfront and streetcar and desire are like and actually I would even say on the waterfront would be like that's his that's yeah that's not my most but, um, uh, Streetcar Named Desire is definitely up there for yeah, me. I love Streetcar Named Desire. It has one of my favorite female performances of all time as well. Anyway, Vivian Lee. I haven't watched that in years. But um, all right, so let's yeah, get into the budget. Again. I'll talk about more of the casting news in a minute. But on the budget, so the Godfather, the film was the highest grossing film of 1972, and was for the time the highest grossing film ever made. Wow. <laughs> so wow. the movie cost. Six million dollars to make, and for inflation, the movie is at seven hundred million dollars today. Jeez. So I think it made. Well, it <laughs> um, this is more in terms of the of the critical claim it's gotten. The Godfather is widely regarded as one, if not the greatest movie ever made, and is one of the most influential, especially in the gangster genre. I think Word. it's the that definitive is, yeah. gangster film. Oh um, yeah. But going into some of the characters, we have Marlon Brando playing Vito Corleone. More, she's not really in it a lot, but Morgana King as Carmela Cor- Corleone, uh, who, Jen, who also plays Carmela. What's who's another mob wife named Carmela? <laughs> On the Soprano. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Caan as Sonny Corleone, yeah. one of my favorite actors from the seventies, who only made four movies. And he was best. He was nominated for, I think, the supporting actor in a few, but he was also the only actor that all his films were nominated for best picture. John Cazale playing Freddy Fredo Corleone. Wow. Uh, my favorite actor of all time, Al Pacino, yes. plays Michael Corleone. Michael. Let's see what else. Talia Shire playing Connie. Robert Duvall as Tom Hagen. Diane Keaton as Kay Adams. Gianna wow. Russo as Carlo, and. Salazzo is played by oh wait 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 because this guy gives one of the worst performances in the history of film Al Martino's Johnny Font what Johnny oh, they were Fon- gonna say Johnny Fontaine 
All right. Here we go. So, despite the fact that I was talking about the money it's made as, uh, with inflation, it earned $81.5 million in just theatrical rentals in the U.S. and Canada during its initial release, increasing the earnings to $85.7 million throughout the re- reissue in 1973. Because that was around the time that movies were around for... A long time. A long time. I remember Batman was around, I think, for six months. And theaters were mad because um, they were taking it out of theaters. Hmm. So I think hmm. theaters used to get movies for years in, in advance. But yeah. All right. So Dang. when's the first time you guys saw The Godfather? I was so young. I have no yes, idea. Yes. Like my, my dad used to go to like a local like Hollywood video and rent like two VHSs every Sunday. And we used to watch it as families. So I literally have no idea. It was somewhere in the 90s. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, same. I was super young. I I had two VHS tapes from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the intermission, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it was intermission. Yeah, I was very, very young when I saw it. I didn't appreciate it as much when I was younger. I, you know, as I got older, I appreciated it. But um, it was something that my mom made me watch because she was like, "It's a really great movie." And even as a child, I was like, "Yeah, this movie's too long." But then I, I uh, it's oh. it, you know, as I got older, it I greatly appreciated it more. Jen? Um yeah. Okay, hey, Ryan, go ahead, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry, Jen. Um no, same as I was really young for me. It was my it's my mom's favorite movie. One of my mom's favorite movies. Um so we used to watch when I was a kid and then like as I got older, everything else took more important than watching movies with my mom and so I haven't watched Godfather watching it for this episode is the first time I've watched it in in completion probably fifteen years. And what do you think? Love it. I love it. Even and it is definitely a growing uh, appreciation. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's nice, it's fun. I like, you know, the violence was fun. But now I like the story, the shooting. Like I see it so much differently now, and I love it. And I'm probably gonna end up going to buy it like now. <laughs> well put. Well put. I don't remember how old I was, but I'm. It was either a mix of things. It was either with my dad. Because he loved the movie, movies. So, and he was always into like just mob films in general. But like, it was either with him, and I was just like in the background running around. <laughs> <laughs> or really, I think probably the first time would have been like on AMC. Nice, yeah, they because they play on AMC. They a always lot. played it, and so it was. It was one of those things that like it would be one of those channels like i would watch amc a lot i would watch hbo a lot i had illegal cable so that allowed me to do a lot as a kid <laughs> yeah i hey it wasn't me buying it it was my parents i was 14 and, and like it was around the time ago. that i got obsessed with the genre um i had seen scarface first that was the first monster movie i'd ever seen Jeez, and i so cuban and i fell into it <laughs> on amc on july 4th weekend wow and i actually caught the middle uh, the first time I saw The Godfather, the first scene I saw The Godfather was when Michael returns from Italy and picks up Kay at yeah. the school. And then it went into part two. And then I saw part two. The first full Godfather movie I saw was part two. And then Godfather one. And yeah, man. I think right away I knew. Like I was watching something. But I was always that weird kid that lo- didn't just like what everyone else was watching. So I don't think anyone might have just watching The Godfather. So I always wanted to be different and like watch different stuff. So I just grew to it, and it's to me like we'll get to it in a little bit. I think it may not be my favorite out of the two, but like 
that and part two may be the two greatest movies ever made. And that's just like how I feel. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about some of our favorite lines from The Godfather. Like, I have a few. To me, there is no line in The Godfather that tops it more than leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it, 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 it's used and like I see I hear it used all the time. But oh, in, yeah. in different contexts and stuff like that. So I, th- I think it's, despite the randomness of it, I think it's made a lasting impact. Um, of course, uh, I'm going to make an offer he can't refuse. I also like never hate your enemies. It affects your judgment. I also love revenge is a, bish, a, a dish best served cold. Um, also, this one's hilarious to me, and it's nothing in terms of like it's not a great line by any means, but the delivery on it is fantastic. Uh, Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones while you were going out with cheerleaders. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and then um, another thing that's very very used in media. Uh, the first part, not, but the last part, yeah. Uh, that Sonny's running wild. He's thinking of going to the mattresses already. Yes, going the to mattresses, the mattresses is mattresses. like. And then. Um, yeah. They also feature that line in You Got Mail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Ryan's dog. That's who I... I really thought that was Ryan's dog. And it was <laughs> no, That's... mine are actually behaving right now. <laughs> That's my teenage oh, like Sometimes you get that guttural, like, giddy laugh, and that was what made I was like, what mentioned You Got Mail somehow. <laughs> And this is kind of a prelude to what happened. Did you say later. guinea laugh? Guinea, guinea, guinea. Oh, I said guinea. I'm like, damn. Oh, <laughs> we got way, we got way too comfortable pro- yeah. with each other in this. Um, what was I going to say? And then this one kind of preludes what happens later. But uh, this is from Michael to Fredo. Fredo, you're my brother and I love you, but don't ever take sides with oh, anyone against that, the family man. again. I love, and I love Pacino's that. delivery is like yes. to the T. And then finally... Um, just because of delivery, and I think it's hilarious when he says it. He's like, "Let me tell you something, my Kraut McFriend." When Waltz is talking to Hagen in the in the movie studio, I just think it's hilarious. But yeah, that, those are some of my favorite lines. Do you guys have any? You pretty much hit them all on the head. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel I feel like you could have done like one line each person just to cover them all, but you pretty much hit up all the lines that I was gonna say. Sorry. Like, the whole revenge is a dish best served cold. The one moment that Justin was actually paying attention he's like wait that's from this i was like just watch <laughs> <laughs> i was like, I was like so dude you're usually this. like my boy when it comes to watching movies like you're being like real real you're being but you know what? i will say that it's it's really funny uh G, that you say like that's from this and there's so many things from this yeah, movie that it's... i was even like oh i thought that was maybe in part two or three that's so much like the toll scene the uh horse's the head horse all of it scene, in yeah. just the first oh, one I mean, the horse's down. head thing has been used in pop culture so yep. much and i have to, like, some facts about that horse's effect. head in a little bit that I didn't even know until I started doing research on this, which is crazy. Jen, do you have any? Or not really? No, not really. She's okay. like, anything that Diane Keaton said. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't understand what, well, what Apollonia said, but I love her too. No. <laughs> no. Oh, well, listen. No. I like that Apollonia was... more than Kate. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. You just get mad at Kate because of that. She's an idiot! Scene. Well... <laughs> She's an idiot! But again, we have to play to the times. Okay. Women yeah, yeah, were, the 70s. Women were the women, No! <laughs> women were very... It was a very different role for all the women in this film as a whole. And and in general, like, they're not... 
they're not they don't have that much screen time to begin with anyway Fair. but they're also that's very, true actually they don't really have like a they're also very i mean i think they're they're necessary because they all play into the the idea of the family and the life and seeing are it they just different... there to like kind of soften the males though like a little bit like to i don't think show, like, i don't, need, I don't think bit, i think that to show like a little bit of vulnerability on the, like the guy side no you know i would like... i would agree with you if they had more on screen time together yeah, but I see you right. get that you get that more in two with. Uh, and by the way, I don't mean soft in the males in the bad way. I just no, I get what you mean. No, no, I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah. But I think you see that more in two with Vito and his wife. Yeah, because you get more interaction with them with De Niro being young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't get that interaction at all. Actually, not in any, the first one. In the first one, I don't think Vito and his wife have any scenes like, together. I feel like mm, Kay is the person that, like, I don't know, like that whole scene when when Michael meets Apollonia and then like the then she blows up like ten minutes later. That's like sad. she like yeah, sad. they never talk about that ever again. They did do not in three. Re- well, in three, okay, but we're in three, fine. But not anywhere else. So if we're just looking one, at yeah. one and Godfather one and two, yeah. then they never really talk about it ever oh, again. What's Michael and gonna then, say about the the real love of my life hey exploded? Well, Your second <laughs> fiddle. Let's go. And then, but then Michael comes right. He meets Kay, and I feel like well, well, Kay is the person that like represents the life that he could have, but yeah. never chooses. But he's still trying to have the best of both worlds until well, he decides that. No, hold, I'm gonna really take hold, hold. off on that scene because I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you brought that scene up because I want to talk about that scene in a little bit. But uh, all right, so let's go into the scenes that we feel have aged the best. So I have a few. <laughs> I hope the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the best scene in that entire movie is the baptism baptism scene, oh, and I yeah. think it's a scene that has aged the best. I don't know if you guys disagree with me on that. Oh yeah. Aaron, do you remind me of reminding me somewhat of in Goodfellas, like when they're going around whacking everyone from the heist? I don't. Or is that just me? The reason I disagree with you on that is because I feel like the use of the church and Michael being this, you know, taking in this real this sacrament while yeah. his men are going out and committing these crimes yeah. is such a beautiful duality. To no, to I definitely character. agree. There, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Um, and I think it's picked maybe one of the greatest scenes ever filmed. Like, I think the greatest scene I've ever seen in my entire life is in part two. But this is right up there. I think it's and the the, the organs playing. Yes. The, the, and like with them, the music gets cut. Yep. between Like the cuts. All the all the all the, so all, the dope. all the deaths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I also have you never notices every time you watch it that it's this long. But I feel like the 26-minute opening wedding scene has aged really well. I think Same. it's – you never – every time I watch The Godfather, I always say to myself, I'm going to time it this time. And I'm going to be like – I'm going to see like if I feel any different. But it just – it's so – it flows so well. I think it's great. Um, the, any, anything with Walton Hagen in L.A., like their dialogue leading to the horse, I think that's all top-notch stuff. Um, a very – underrated subtle scene is Tom Hagen letting Vito know that Sonny died. Yeah, that's a good scene. And then um, I also love when Michael walks out the door uh, while Carlo is being killed in the car. Like, I, f- I love that. It captures Pacino's shortness because everyone else is taller than him in that scene. But you also have him as a direct shot to the car of him, like, admiring his work. Ooh. And I think that's that, and that's all Pacino. His mannerisms are fucking 
tremendous. And then finally, I think the finale of him closing the door on Kay after he just lied to her. That's my favorite shot. I think that's outstanding and one of the best endings ever. Jen, you're thinking. No, it's a very strong ending to the film. And I mean... At least from a female perspective, she knows. She knows what's going on. But well, it's one of those two kids later, and they're still in the business. It's I one think, of those yeah. things that you know. And I, I love that you mentioned that because right at the beginning of part two, she talks about that. She's like, "Oh, remember when you said that? You yeah. know, we were gonna get out of this life." And then, and then Michael just like dismisses it right away. He's like, "We'll get there. We'll get there." They never do. But you never do. He kind of does. In part Not three. really. In part three. Yeah, but in the end, the. Lo- the well, life yeah, I, takes that's why a I, life. That's why I, that's dun, why dun, I dun, like dun. part three. I don't love it, but I love how... Have you ever seen part three? Yeah. So I love in part three, and that's for another discussion, but like how he can try to leave that life, but in the end, that life took the life he cherished the most, and it wasn't his own, and yeah. you know, that's that. What about you guys? you guys have any scenes I think of age well? You keep naming all of the ones that you've yeah, like, <laughs> That's not going first. All right. <laughs> I will. The entire movie, I guess. I guess. All right. Yeah, I when you first started saying what's age the best, arrives like the whole movie. Yeah. The, from the beginning credits to the end credits. All I, right. I, I, love, I love the description of the wedding, though. Cause yeah. when, I, when I was taking notes from yesterday, um, I noticed that like the wedding was something that like it's timeless. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have that much fun and that much joy at this kind of thing. Um, regardless of when the movie was shot, you know that there's still that just general joy that happens at weddings in the first place. Yep. So it aged really, really well. The only thing that I, I also loved was like the intercuts of like business going on yep. while the celebration is going on. Love that. Um, but yeah, no, I think the wedding aged well because really it well. shows it shows like the duality of what's going. Like, yeah. I, I love any moment like that. I mean, we've seen like moments like we talked about that with the Sopranos. There's like episodes where they there's the duality of like the normal stuff that's going on combined with like the real shit that's going on. Yep. It just, it just makes it interesting to kind of see the duality and like those two different things. Um, one scene that kind of aged really well, and it's like more of like a social commentary was when, um, when they're going in and talking to, to Vito about like what they want as favors. And um, the, the, the first favor that's being asked is about the young, um, the, the young man that's dating a non-Sicilian or yeah. like his daughter's dating a non-Sicilian. So like this whole mention of like you dating someone that's different from you mm-hmm. And, like, how race is a really big thing, even though we're talking about the same race at this point. It's yeah. just different countries. Yeah. Um, I also love the fact um, <laughs> how um, there's this, like, whole thing of, like, police versus immigrants. Um, like, when um, when they're talking about, when Vito's talking about the, um, why'd you go to the police first? You should have came to, to me, me first. Yeah. Like, there's just a big juxtaposition between the two forces and how, like, police automatically have, like, an anti-view on immigrations or immigrants. I was like, that's a little bit more poignant nowadays Mm -hmm. than it usually is. Um, So I'm like, oh, wow. Like, if you watch this now for the first time, you might get that a little bit or you might be more sensitive to that. See, Leo, you had different stuff than I did. (laughs) 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 Um, But, yeah, other than that, though, um, that's pretty legit. Things that didn't age well is probably where I'm gonna have a little bit more. I, I have four on that. Uh, so I get. I All will right, go. Don't I will go not first. go first. L- Leo, go first, and then you guys can go. I'll go last. Um, all right. One of the things I call that didn't age well, straight up, is Sunny being a womanizer. I think that that was something that if you would release this movie today, people would be like super anti. Like, I think that that was re- like he was extra. <laughs> When it came to the way he, but is that kind of just how they are? I mean, not how they yeah, are. Yeah, that's the no, yeah, like, that's part of the life. <laughs> that's part of the life. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, 
I guess I wonder if people will complain about that now. That's interesting. It's like it is part like I think everyone kind of knows that's part of the life a little bit. So like even like even the scene where um where the wedding the no beginning? no the um when uh Michael's sister um what's her name Ta- Ta- uh, Connie. 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 Connie, Connie, Connie. Yeah. when Connie's getting like beat up in the house like when she's pregnant like that scene was so visual and so visceral that I don't think you can release that movie with that scene the way it was shot people would complain people would get yeah. crazy about it so I think that it was I mean awesomely shot and then when it was released but it was really brutal and that's Francis's sister. Yeah. Which I will get into her performance and the things that have aged the worse. <laughs> Spoiler. And, uh, he, has to, he has to stop casting his family. Man. <laughs> it uh, didn't work out well with his daughter in part three. Nah, I put <laughs> domestic abuse. Like those seasons of domestic abuse were pretty, pretty, pretty visual. And I think that nowadays people would be a little bit more anti it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Well, people yes. complain about Christmas songs. You yes. think they're not gonna complain about this? <laughs> people complain about it, but I think it's also like. This is this is where I always say and I always go back to like it's a sign of the times. This and and it's not to say that like domestic violence has been eradicated. It still goes on today and it's yeah. still a very hard Hashtag scene NFL. to watch. Hashtag only gets suspended or, for six or games. Anything. But I also think it's somewhat necessary because if this is that character's story and this is what happened to them, it, you know, who knows how many like who knows? I mean, I don't know actually this would be a good question to research but how many women saw the godfather probably not as many as men but like how many saw it saw her get beat up and say oh snap like that's happening to me because a lot of the time especially at the time women didn't realize or they just like shrugged you know put it pushed it under the rug or like they didn't realize like oh no he really is abusing me or this and maybe that helped them see something in a different light so i feel like it's it's still necessary it would be very difficult to watch, but I feel like we can't sugarcoat things in a way. Like you can't, yeah, y- you can't just like completely erase something bad that happened either. So I totally agree with your view on this. I completely agree with your view on this. I guess when I took the f- uh, the question, yeah. what scenes age the worst? Yeah, the way I kind of took it to mean was like, would these scenes be able to be released now? Yeah, um, well, that's, the, that's I, a good way to take it too, though. And I and I really don't think this scene would be able to release now because of the temperature and the temperament of everyone and how, I guess we're we're trying yeah. to erase that. When instead of facing it head on and uh, like admitting that it's a problem, we're trying to just keep it out of the minds, like out of sight, out of mind, and trying to forget it that way. Mm-hmm. But I agree with your view, but I just don't think that this scene would be appreciated the way if it was released. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, well, that's even like when uh, I watch old movies. Like people are upset about certain things in old movies, but it's like you know what would last year? It is what. What's the wall of Jericho. The no. <laughs> 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 the worst segue. <laughs> um, right, Ryan G. You got anything? Um, the only thing I can say that probably, like, if the Godfather was made today, the thing that probably everyone would be up in arms is, is, is a hundred percent all white Italian males. Like, you don't have any like minorities whatsoever in the movie. I think that's the only thing that wouldn't oh, play well in today's. That's a good. That's a good one wow. because there isn't. Yeah, not one. Dang. Yeah, not even like help or anyone not even a bus boy (laughs) not even the whores in the hotel room (laughs) (laughs) but again in part two though there was 
about an Italian American family, yeah. right? But still, so, people will complain. Straight up I know. But like, yeah, like, exactly. Shoehorn in like it's you know their story. You know the you know like, the funny the parallel. No, Jen. I again, I I agree with what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm just, I, the question no, is point, what people though. complain about is this. Yeah, no, no, right. I'm glad, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's not in the street walking. It's not. It's not in my notes. It's not in my notes, Rye. But I'm glad you mentioned that because The Godfather is actually the first authentic Italian Italian American movie. I think ever released that has that made an effort to cast everyone that is actually Italian. Uh, That's awesome. I was wondering Ooh, where you, you, know what? I was wondering I where you were going. With across, authentic sorry. Italian yeah, American like they movie. actually really tried to cast wow. everyone Italian. Um, and then, G, do you have anything? Uh, well, I was I just came across something really interesting. Sorry, I was like looking up stuff, and this person wrote an article that said, "Unpopular opinion: Marlon Brando's performance in The Godfather isn't perfect. It's lazy." There's no gravitas or emotion. Uh, they think that it's just considered like he's great in it because the movie is great, but they don't feel that he is great in it. I don't think he's. And best. it's just brand. And it's just Brando being lazy. I well, I, I think it's lazy. I don't agree with the lazy, but I do agree he's not the best performance in the movie. Pacino no. is. Oh no! Pacino, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Well, it's Pacino's movie. Brando, Brando didn't even go accept his Oscar, right? Then he have some. Uh... No, nah, I was gonna get. I was gonna talk about that oh, okay. when we get to the awards. Um, all right, so I here's some of my worst. <sighs> Actually, just before you go, go ahead. did any of us name anything on your list? Uh, our, our, our things that didn't age well versus your things that didn't no. age well. Oh, okay, cool. So we could have so gone first. I'm actually awesome. good. <laughs> <laughs> the right. one time. Right? The one time we did. This hasn't aged well because I think, despite the movie's authentic, there's one big glaring thing that isn't um, authentic to the, mo- to the way Don's are, be- are named. So the usage of Don Corleone in the mafia, you're not named Don, your last name. It's Don first name. Like when you watch the Sopranos, they fix that. So every time Don Tony is Don, when they start uh, pretty much calling him the Don, they call him Don Tony, not Don Soprano. Soprano. So that's a big issue, oh, wow. that a big thing that has an age role because it's not something if they do make a mob movie similar to The Godfather would hmm. be that would be corrected. It. And it turned it, it based on Puzo, who's not really, he didn't really know about the lifestyle. He just wrote a mob story. It just happened to be. Oh, that's interesting. So he really didn't. He didn't have any like uh, connection well, to the background. Mob. Yeah, no yeah. connection to the mob. <laughs> no, how dare that's, he? That's, that's that's interesting. <laughs> it's more kudos to him that he was actually to keep that he was able to tap authentic. into like yeah. yeah that he was able to tap into making most wow. things authentic. That's crazy. I grew up in the neighborhood filled with them. That's. So any move, any move, moment in the film with Johnny Fontaine, aka Al Martino, especially knowing that Sinatra's ties to the film. For anyone that's not aware, Frank Sinatra was, they wanted Frank Sinatra to play the. Everybody like, was Don Corleone. Johnny Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra was I, at the mob. I'm not sure exactly. Like, there's conflicting stories as to why he didn't take it. I don't know. I really don't know. Because I know he no, was acting. Like yeah. He was acting at the time. But can you imagine? Dope. He was Sinatra in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> as like Johnny Fontaine as his down and outs singer actor. Well, he, that he, would distract- he, would be, like, he would be really distracting though. I would imagine. I don't think yeah, so. I was about to say, would it be Sinatra- distracting or would it actually, would it help? I think, or, would it be, I mean, or would it be distracting based on like what we know of him? Like I, I wonder if it would have been distracting back then. Hmm. I see your point. 
I mean, he was a film star too because he did a lot of different movies. He was in the Ocean movie, Ocean Eleven. But he was yeah, in, he was. He, he was in Guys and Dolls. Oh yeah, Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls. Guys. Oh yeah, there's Black Guys and Dolls. But no, no, I think I, I think I would agree that it would be a little distracting, right? Because you'd be like, oh look, Frank Sinatra. Or well, you, know? you could say old Marlon Brando, or mm. you can't say. No, I'm Frank. Yeah, oh, I guess so. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. but the Marlon Brando I'm thinking of is like Baby Brando. So like that would have been more distracting, like Streetcar and On the Waterfront. He was like yeah. hot, and like. Godfather Marlon Brando is not that does not give me the same. Yeah, it can, oh. I mean the, stuff like that can be distracting. This is like a not as good example, but like I, Oprah wanted to be the that role that Viola Davis had in Doubt, oh. and the director was like, even though that role is really small, like he was like, it's you're too recognizable to be yeah. in that. Like they'll yeah. be distracted by it. the fact yeah. that you're Oprah, and like even though Oprah is like she's done good acting and stuff, like it's still she's still Oprah, and it would be like. Distracting yeah. to the audience, he felt. I guess I it was no like, disrespect to her. I guess I feel this way, despite how perfect I think this movie is. I wish Al Mart- it, I would wouldn't feel this way if Al Martino was good. Uh, right. Fun fact: when he got slapped in the beginning, when he's like, "You can act like a man," um, that was improvised. He didn't. Really? He wasn't supposed to get slapped. So that reaction. That like you just saw yesterday, like when he's like kind of yeah, shook, yeah, yeah. he wasn't supposed to get slapped. Brando wow. just took it into his. That's why I don't think it's lazy the performance. I think Brando still is Brando. Um, he's method. He's yeah, just, he's in that. So he, way, I like. I love a good improvised slap story because yeah. I, I don't know how I would react. Every time I hear one on like, dude, how would I react? I'd be like, in the next, moment. Or I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Next time you guys, <laughs> next time you watch The Godfather, just watch Al Martino's reaction when he gets slapped, and you can see that he's like, "Let me not stop acting," but like, "Yo, you this, this asshole just literally slapped me." Um, something that another thing that hasn't aged well for me is Tali Shire's performance. Mm. God bless her. She's great as Adrian and Rocky, but she wasn't ready here. I don't think she's very good at all. Yeah, you weren't ready, Adrian. Like, <laughs> like right at the like that that scene at the end. She's like, hey, "You murder, you cow, you cold bastard, you killed him, you killed my husband." And I'm that was like, pretty accurate. That was good. Hey, maybe you pick up acting, dude. Maybe uh, you got, but in you the got end, a career she's there. Still, see, this is another thing that the women are. Yeah. They're, I w- she's I much the material written weak, for the women. But they are weak. They're supposed to be weak in this film yeah. anyway. Because well, they're not supposed to dominate. Well, she, she did the strongest well, one. Well, K, I would point. say. Not even. No, no, well, no, because towards the end, yeah. she leaves him. She doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's in, that's in two. At the very beginning, she's actually the one that's like, she's asking questions. She's being the one that's like being more of like a proactive person rather than just reactive to everybody else. I and guess then you're she's right. like, well, you're not leaving. And she makes the sacrifice because she knows that, like, she's going to lose her kids because he's not going to let Well, that's in the next movie. That's in the next. That's for part two. Spoilers. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's God. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. That's part two. 50 years still, is the point where yeah. you can start talking about spoilers. We're going to do the no, Godfather. No, no, no. 51 years. <laughs> no. Oh, I apologize. We're doing the Godfather 2 at the end of the year. So we can But, like, you can, all the women, but see, like, with her, like, it's funny. Like, she's so upset, obviously. I feel like a part of her is also kind of happy because. Because the guy was like beating her and cheating on her, and well, I, all this I stuff. wasn't. I was, but obviously she's upset because like that's her husband, and then Michael took it upon himself to do this. But then, like in the end, in the later movies, she's still very much. She's still all about the family, no matter what. She is still supporting Michael and everything. Yeah. You know, she's well, I, still. I wasn't, but I wasn't talking about her as a character. I was just talking about her performance. All right. Fine, yeah, yeah. Because like, I didn't think it was that bad. Because in part, you know why? Because when I see part two, I thought it was a way. I feel like, make. despite the fact that part two is three years separated, she is leaps and bounds better in part two. 
Especially but this maybe that's because she needed to be. Maybe that like she needed to play that first for something more. Right. Yeah. Like maybe that first role in the first movie, she needed to be like that uh, that whiny I don't know. She, whatever I don't character. Know and then in the second one she needed to have that growth. Like she's already a hardened woman in a way. Like she's her husband's dad. She's had to deal with that. Talia Shire's scenes in part one, you barely see her face. Most of the scenes that she has lines, you see the back of her head talking to someone who's facing the camera. Because yeah. I noticed the only time you really see her face is when she's showing the bruising. Other than that, most of it and is I do side quick shots or the back of her head. And while it, it goes back to what you were saying, while it may not age too well, I do like the scene where she defends herself, where she stands up to herself, where he's going to beat her. She just throws everything at him until you know she yeah. gets beat. Yeah. And then finally, um, I think it's age the worst in terms of like... I think it's stupid. I think it just shows her stupidity is when Michael, literally the first scene I ever saw in The Godfather, the schoolyard scene where Michael just like after years, <laughs> he just like comes back. He's like, you can get in this car. And Kay's like, doesn't question him. She like completely changes. She's like, she has no questions for him. She's like, all right, I guess. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Was that like the quickest like to marriage ever? Because he still had the shiner from the cop. Like how long was that uh, time <laughs> You know what? You know what, right? In that scene, he's like, she's like, oh, how long have you been back? He's like, about a year. If that was Dude, Jenny. No, I'm saying Jenny when he was married. Like, I was going to mention that, too. It was like, wait. Like, I'm saying in Italy. No, when he married the chicken Italy, I can't remember her name. Oh, dude, that was he like. Still had the Bologna, sh- yeah. That was like three months. Yeah, three like he still had the shot. I was like, insane. It's funny because Jen would have been like, I've been back a year. She would have been like, you've been back a year? And you, and you, you didn't, didn't call me? Either? You didn't tweet me? You didn't text? You didn't- yes. That would have been different because you know what? I would have asked him just to see what his answer was, but I would have already known the answer by then. You know what scene really wild wild out on was um, when uh, Michael finds out that his father was shot. He finds out as they're walking. Him and Kay are walking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good scene. He finds out via newspaper. (laughs) And then then he's like, they don't even say Which means at least 24 hours have passed, or at least 12, so they had time to get it to print. No, I think the papers were, uh, during that time, was three Three times a day, morning, afternoon, and then oh. evening. Yeah. So it could have been like maybe like an hour or two. And I, they, didn't, I didn't know that. Because they use a yeah. – uh, in in when he when Michael lifts the paper, it's a stock photo of, of Don Vito. So it's a uh, – it could have been like a few hours, maybe like one or two. Yeah, because you always had like a 5 a.m. edition that went out. Then, then you had midday, like a, a midday, tw- like or usually around like two. And, and then, then you the had five, to have the evening paper. Five or six o'clock. Because – at the uh, well, I guess at that point there, there was, was no t- TV. Yet. No, not yet. Well, yeah. and actually, no not theory. everyone had a TV, and all you really had was the radio. And if you didn't listen at a specific time, which really I think the radio was mainly on, probably you had those night news programs. So newspapers used to be around the clock, like three times a day, and you would just get. It. And they also cost like five cents or something. All right. So I have a couple of fun facts that I'm going to wait to the end. So let's get into real quick before we finish up on the uh, critical, acclaim, uh, not even critical acclaim, the awards. So critical acclaim. So to the shock of no one, it won Best Picture. It won Best Actor. It did not win Best Supporting Actor, but it's one of the only films in history to have three actors nominated in one category. It had Robert Duvall, James Caan, and Al Pacino nominated for Best Supporting I Actor. Love James Conn, and I love how you said, Ryan, that uh, you... I love James Caan, too, by the way. So do you, so do you <laughs> and think... And I love that he's so old and crotchety now that he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Right? He became... Yeah, he's he just, became, like, he's he just became very, like, <laughs> like you, That's what you dream to be when you get old. Like, I just say whatever I want. Fuck it. 
<laughs> do you think okay. that um, Pacino is the lead here or supporting? I'm just curious. I think he. I feel like he's lead. I feel like it really does revolve around him the more than anything. Because although yes, the sto- uh, he uh, you know, my the Don is the Don, but you see him. You see his progression more than anything. You don't see much of uh, you know the Don. You just, it's just him at you know doing everything he does. But I really do feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pacino, okay. sorry. I, think, I think Michael's the lead, even though even in the beginning of the film. Vito is waiting for Michael to arrive in mm-hmm. order to take that big picture. So even Vito's ru- like, world is being depending on Michael. G, what do you think? I think he's lead. All right, Jen. I, would, we'll lead, yeah. I think Pacino's lead. I think I'm the only one that thinks supporting. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think in in two he's obviously the lead, but in one I feel it's more of an ensemble cast of the brothers. Okay. And then I'll see that. And then Brando is the focal the linchpin to everybody um i also feel the reason that pacino did not win for part two is because the oscars were vindictive of him for not even showing up to the oscars here and that's another story for another time um the film also won best adapted screenplay at the oscars so it won three total and it got robbed out of director which we've had that debate a few months back (laughs) um at the at bafta Brando was nominated for pick for actor. He did not win at BAFTA. The movie won picture. It won best film music. And Pacino was... Um, what? No, you were going to say, Judd? Oh. Uh, Pacino was nominated and Robert Duvall were nominated. Yeah, doesn't that movie set the standard for mafia music? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every Fran- mafia scene. To add to my... But is it... Oh, sorry. To, I'll, I'll, you can chime in in a second. So to add to the me thinking Coppola was robbed, uh, Coppola also won DGA, which is one of the few times that DGA has not matched with Oscar. Wait, uh, who won the year that he lost? The guy from Cabaret. Bob. Oh, yeah, we talked about Yeah, this. we yeah, talked yeah, about we were, like, we were talking about how Cabaret, I mean, it's Fosse, right? Yeah. It's Fosse. So, <laughs> and then <laughs> to even add more to my director thing... <laughs> At, at the Golden Globes, the movie won picture, director, actor, screenplay, and score. And to finish off Most on G- supporting on that one, no, I didn't win any supporting actor wow. awards. And then to finish off on what G was saying about the music, it actually won the Grammy for uh, best original score written for a motion picture. Nice. So what were you what were you saying? Oh, and also won no. WGA. And Ryo, you were going to say something. Well, just like on for like, is it everyone here's favorite mafia or is there one above it? For me, obviously, honestly, it is number two to Goodfellas. I still think Goodfellas so is my favorite. Deal, like, I think I think The Godfather is a better crafted film, but I have I can get more rewatch value from Goodfellas. I can actually exactly. Watch that. No, I agree. There. I can pop Goodfellas in more than I can pop in The Godfather. Well, this one's technically longer too, though. So it's a tougher... by twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Godfather two, then Godfather. Although I think yeah. Godfather is the better main movie. Would I think Scarface be in this world too or no? Uh it's in my five. Okay. But it's not yes. like it's I my think number it, three. for me it's Godfather, <laughs> Godfather two, and then no offense to Goodfellas, but like leaps and bounds then Goodfellas. Because I think Goodfellas ending like I've talked about it when we talk about the last twenty five minutes, minutes are insanely boring. That is more Well just turn it off any... there and then you're good. So like, cause I feel like <laughs> despite the fact that this movie is very dialogue based I'm never bored, but um, for someone that's not really into a dialogue-driven movie, I, I get it. But I think 
the 25, 30 minutes at the end of Goodfellas is more boring than anything in Godfather. That's just the way uh, I, I can personally feel. see that. Jen, you're going to say something? So I think as far it's it's they're different movies, but I think for me, narrative, like if I'm looking for a film that's very uh, character, like about all about character development and going further and like this narrative and this long mm-hmm. story and whatever, I would say I like Godfather 2 a little bit better than Godfather mm-hmm. 1. Same. But when we're talking rewatch and what's like my favorite kind of mafia movie, it's a Bronx Tale for me. Oh yeah, I know so, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. 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 You've mentioned that before. So that's my Bronx favorite. Yeah, Bronx Tale is oh, great. Bronx like, Tale's that's top a movie five. I can watch anytime, wherever. Like, love the movie. I think it's my number five. Yeah. So a lot of mafia movies. I think I would put. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than The Godfather. It's just a different. No, movie. no, I'm it's with a you. Totally different. No, I, no. Like yeah, I mean, like like I was saying about Goodfellas too. Like I think The Godfather is. It's a better, like, well-made film. Like, I think it's like technically a better movie. I just there's a difference you know, between favorite and best, in my opinion. yeah, yeah. yeah. Film could be the I best, but not be my favorite. Like, I would usually watch Goodfellas more than The Godfather. And I, and I, I would, and I actually would, I would actually recommend Goodfellas more than Godfather. I, with certain I would people. say that to certain people mm-hmm, as well. I actually think anyone probably between 25 and younger. I wouldn't recommend The Godfather to, despite how amazing I think it is. Unless you react well to Goodfellas, then you're like, "Hey, you should also watch this." Because <laughs> in Godfather, they're gonna be like, "Oh, there's so much fucking talking." Like, like Justin. W- <laughs> yeah, like for instance, Justin likes Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, there you like, go. Really likes Goodfellas. There you and go. there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I, in terms of, as we get older, I gotta realize that classic film is just a thing of the past to, to younger kids. People, yeah. They're not going to be. It's harder for them to take in something like that. To kids now, now, Star Wars is classic. You know, like Phantom Menace could be classic film to someone. Well, I, if anyone oh, calls really? a Phantom so Menace classic film, I would fucking punch him in the, world, in the mouth. Oh, classic. <laughs> I'm saying that era, that year. I'm sorry. That was a weird. Oh, because it's like old? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Like, a lot of people oh, have like, a hard time watching like older films, like black and white movies. And I love black and white. Man, look at. Like, a lot of people have a really hard time Look at the Podcast. I mean, I I'm tried to like two... show the Goonies to my like brother once, and he didn't like it, and I was I was devastated. I, I, lo- I love <laughs> Jen's point because even on the podcast, gee, you don't really watch old old movies. I don't really like. I, well, no, 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 that's the wrong word. I don't. You're right. I actually should brush up on more classic movies as far as like the like black and white era movies. I don't really watch a lot of them. There's a lot of uh, great stuff here, and I really I feel like I should because you guys always mention certain things from like I I think I'm like good in, like 70s up. Like, but like when it comes like anything beneath that, other than certain movies, like certain things on like Hitchcock or whatever, like I'm, I don't know why I haven't because like my mom grew up on that and she loves classic movies like that. Loves like I, them. I think I even just, like you've been with us for about t- almost two and a half, three years now, and I think early on I told you to watch Strangers on a Train to show so you can see like how great a un a, like a lesser known Hitchcock film you and like that one you haven't seen, right? Right. Yeah, and I like, think uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it goes to the point, like, just certain. I think it's hard for kids today, too, like, just to watch certain things that, like, they see. Or if, or if you that's know, longer like, than 15 minutes. I feel minutes. like the 70s <laughs> had a lot of movies that were very, like, the film was very grainy to a degree. It just has a different, like, feel. The greatest decade of film. Of, like, and I find that, like, if it's not clear and, like, digital or, like, very, like, sleek yeah. and, like, CGI, it's very hard for a lot of it does make me wonder when, like that, to when it took a turn, like with moviegoers, though, because, like, like, like you said, like back then, like you know, a movie could be like as long as The Godfather, and people would like, you know, 
there weren't a lot of complaints about that back then. I just wonder, like, when, uh, generationally, when that kind of changed, where it's, it's like, this is too long, this is too slow. I think with technology and the internet, I, I also think, think it changed with the gratification uh, of getting things. Instagram it changes every second. Like, Twitter changes every yeah, second. Like, yeah. you're going and you're going and, like, you're clicking and you know that you can get something new every time you go to click and it's like that news immediacy that you're gonna find something out or you can get 50 different i mean imagine like you went to the movies and you saw you had to either get the opinion of your friends that either went with you to the movies or maybe saw it like a week or two later but now if i wanted to like, like if none of my friends saw it i can go yeah. online and just find out the opinions of other people like that and i think that that's a good thing and a bad thing because people's opinions may be changed by what other things be other right so could a movie like the godfather thrive today for us, for people that really like film, yeah, well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like um, so yeah. the fact that it romanticized crime by itself is gonna like, help it. I think I think people still have that allure to that. Oh dark yeah, side of but it. then people see it and they're gonna be like, "Damn, there's a lot of fucking talking." That's why. Yeah. Look, despite King the success of well, Marvel, King Speech was a lot of talking too. That movie's not very good. That's why. Uh oh. Yeah, it's talky as fuck. And yeah. it <laughs> pure talk. Sorry. <laughs> so is the social network, and that's one of the Hashtag best. Hashtag the, the social network. Are... Yes, sir. <laughs> but, um, but I think talking I movies... I would even take Black Swan. That's why I think... And talking movies do succeed, because, like, Green Book is one... Not one best picture, but it's a talking movie. I'm talking about with, like, the casual audience. That's why Marvel movies and comic book movies hit everybody, especially casuals, because there's action, 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 action. Yeah. And by the way, I, like, I, and I like talking movies. Like, I, like, love a good script. You know, like we talked about it before, like I'm, I hate to bring up the social network again, but I love like good dialogue, and I love like if it, I don't mind if it's like a, a talking kind of affair, like if it's good, if it's well written, like I could watch a Tarantino movie for that same reason, because like Kevin he, Smith. It's, and Kevin Smith is another good example, actually. Yeah, like I can, like I love that more, like but you know, like they say that most studios will recommend the screenwriters to not, like there needs to be more action and less talking. Like they like, and Just that's like it's such a yeah. weird thing that, as a note to, but there that is a, usually a studio note for most screenwriters. Is that yeah? It's like too talky. If there's like ten pages of like pure dialogue, they're like you need to cut that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm even thinking about like maybe Netflix shows too, but like, yeah, everything I think needs. You know, to a movie up. like just to, before we get into the end of this, um, a movie that I think is going to get a lot of casual fan backlash if it's going in, to go into the direction I think it's going to be. It's when the new Batman movie comes out because it's going to be a noir, and these casual people don't even know what the fuck noir means. So they're gonna <laughs> is that be black like, and white? <laughs> they're going to be like, "Why is there so much talking? Why is he just looking for I think clues?" The term noir has a very douchey kind of like connotation. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like our gener- these, this generation would know what noir is. Because ah, that's they're true. Very douchey. That's true. Yeah. But and, uh, and Spider Verse, Spider Man Noir, that yes, introduced some go, people. Yeah, <laughs> calling that out. All right, so le- <laughs> looking at the legacy of the movie, it's 49 years old, meaning anyone who saw it when it came out in 1972 is pushing 60 years old, maybe? 47, 47 years old. Oh, that's true. You said 49. No, sorry. <laughs> I was like, Wait, my math is uh, so wrong right now. <laughs> it just suggests the narrative power and the performances. And I think it's become mythic of like. Did, oh. Yeah, did any of your parents see it in the theater? I saw it in theaters. Not mine. My mom saw it in the theater. I, I, I that's one I would have liked to have seen in the theater. My mom was eight. And then two. My mom saw it. She, yeah. <laughs> so and my mom was like always grow like she just loves the movie a lot. So to show like how a lot of people, some I took some outlets of what where they ranked it in terms of greatest, you know, of all time. 
So M- it's Empire Magazine's number one movie of all time. It's Ranker's number one movie of all time. It's USA Today's number mm. one movie of all time. It's Hollywood Reporter's number one movie of all time. It's AFI's top uh, number one gangster movie of all time. It's also AFI's. This is only from 2007. They update every 10 years, but they for some reason they didn't update it recently. It's uh, AFI's number two movie of all time next to uh, Citizen Kane. So, oh, that's that's another one that's hard to watch. Oh, I love Citizen <laughs> Kane. Oh, I love Citizen Kane. Uh, so, oh, that was a that was a hard day in film school. <laughs> and oh god, I mean, I, more more kudos to you for enjoying it, but I was just like, <laughs> when we uh, when we did our Sopranos episode, we kind of talked about how like what some actual mafiosos thought about it. There's real life gangsters responded enthusiastically to The Godfather, with many many of them feeling it was a portrayal of how they were supposed to act. Salvatore Sammy the Bull Gravano, uh, the former underboss in the Gambino family, stated, "I left the movie stunned. I mean, I floated out of the theater. Maybe it was fiction, but not. But for me, that was our life. It was incredible. I remember talking to a, multi- a multitude of guys, made guys, who felt exactly the same way." Dang, that's wow. You know what I would have loved if they would have used all those quotes in the promotional campaign. Instead of like critic, instead of critic choices, <laughs> like this mafioso says it's done. You attract, you attract all the today's day and age. They would do that. <laughs> you know, actually, I think they would do that today. <laughs> and they, they would be like, "We we'll talk to these real life criminals, and here's what they." <laughs> and then um, I'm just gonna go over to to finish off some fun facts from the movie. Uh, I have like. 15 to 20 here. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola was at risk of being fired during production. I don't know if you guys knew that. Why? Why? Um, The studio wanted a more... I'm going to read verbatim what it said. Maybe Jen could define it for me. A salacious gangster movie. Jen? Action-y. Salacious? Yes. So so every... Throughout the production, uh, the studio consistently threatened to fire Coppola. They even had someone on deck. I actually read the same fun fact today. Um, they actually had like stand-in directors on set, ready to go. Yes, sir. Like, we got this guy named Spielberg on deck. <laughs> and and go. They all went to the same film. School. Russo brother one, Russo brother two. <laughs> and ironically, <laughs> the scene that changed everything was the scene in the diner work at the restaurant where Michael kills Salazzo yeah. and McCluskey. That's when yeah. everything changed. Um, I just kind of hate studios. I will say that. I kind of, I hate. Well, like, that's the like, narrative is that they trust... think that they know everything. Yeah. Like, like they think that they honestly know what everyone wants. The vision and that's of the like people the that biggest you problem. hired and let them do what they got to do. It's like, that, this is why, and this is like a totally different baby. This I is why people like making movies with Netflix because like yeah. they, they stay out of the way. I got They more... let people just be creative. I got some more studio stuff for you, Jen. Uh, number two, Coppola actually fought to keep the famous logo with the puppet strings. The studio originally wanted wow. to scrap the now iconic puppet strings logo with Puzo's name above the title for the movie. So it would have just said Mario Puzo's The Godfather without the, the puppet strings. <laughs> what old studio is that? Like, get rid of the puppet strings. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not done it's with the studio. Like, hail the box office. <laughs> number no, kids about marionettes. Number, no, number, no, about marionettes. <laughs> this, this one would have changed. So I think this one would have. This one would have changed. Um, <laughs> so this one, this one would have changed how the movie's perceived. I think too, because the studio also wanted, as a cost-cutting measure, to to keep the story, uh, 
away from a period drama. So they wanted to make it a current 1972 mafia film. So it would make more money. No, well, it, no, it was a cost-cutting measure, so they had oh, to get cost, old cars okay. and stuff like that. Huh. So Cop- I was gonna, I was gonna say something because it only cost six million to make, but six million back then was a lot. Um, Coppola also made the cast have family dinners every night for them to get to know each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wish more movies would do stuff like that. Like um, when I hear about like movies like behind the scenes, like doing like everyone hangs out, it makes it more authentic. To me. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot there's of people that chemistry. don't even like have a scene with someone else and like don't never see them at all. And they're well, like, I, I'll be reading about certain movies like that's a good example, like where certain movies where certain actors don't have scenes together, but they were like tight while they were making it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's because of like table reads and all this stuff, like, like things that directors made them do to like feel more like a family. So number so, f- number five here. Um, I think I mentioned this before. Paramount didn't want Marlon Brando for the role. Guess who did he did want for the role? Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> Man. And to make things and to make things worse, for Mar- which kind of show, which kind of makes me disagree more with the fact that he was lazy in this. To make things worse, Brando at in 1972 he had to screen test to play Vito Corleone. And if cast, Marlon Brando would have to do the movie for free. And three, Brando would have to personally put up a bond to make for potential losses caused by his infamously bad onset behavior. That's just crazy. Um, Number six, Al Pacino was not the first choice to play Michael. Martin Sheen and James Conn were. Really? Martin Ooh. Sheen, James Conn. You know what's well, funny? Martin like, I, I, I can only picture 70s. old Martin Sheen. Like, it's hard for me to like envision young Martin Sheen. Yeah, young Martin <laughs> Sheen. Like, if you watch him in Badlands, yeah, he was good in Badlands. It's like very, it's like it's not the Martin Sheen that you think of now. Not to say that he's gotten worse. It's just it's different. Like, you don't like he had a good look, like in Badlands as young. Um, I mean, I think Charlie looks a lot like him. Yeah, more so than than Emilio. And this one worked out really well in the long run. Number seven, Robert De Niro auditioned for Sonny. But Coppola, they were like, we're going to remember you. Coppola, <laughs> Coppola thought his personality was too violent for the role. And then three you, years later, you, you played, stand by your phone. We're going to call you one day. <laughs> yeah, and they did. And De Niro, probably arguably his best performance. Um, number eight, Coppola. Oh, yeah, I said it. I think ooh, in the I, world of Raging Bull and Taxi Driver. Yeah, and, man. I, ooh. I, I, yeah. <laughs> That's an episode of this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I disagree with that. What? With that? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not disagreeing, but I don't know. I think, I yeah, think, uh, no, I think Raging Bull and Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is my number two. And even good Taxi Driver is my number two, and they're Raging Bull. No, because if I'm thinking like classic De Niro, I would say like Taxi Driver. Analyze this. Analyze this. It's him. Yeah. You tried to milk him, didn't you? I would actually say De Niro's co lead in Godfather 2. Because the movie literally is about. Yeah. Him yeah. and then Pacino during his time. Yeah, All right, but right. Um, another one, Coppola let the wedding play out guerrilla style. He wanted a sense of reality to it, so he made uh, everyone yeah. was free acting and improvising. You could totally feel it. It felt really good. Yeah. 
Um, this one, this one has to do with the wedding as well, which I think maybe you guys have known already. Coppola took advantage of mistakes. Lenny Montana, who played Luca Brasi, was actually a professional wrestler before becoming an actor, and he was so nervous about working with Brando that he that scene in The Godfather where he's practicing the lines, yeah. that is really him practicing his lines. <laughs> what? So, That's awesome. And That's then when, adorable. And then when he filmed it, he still made the mistakes in that scene, and Coppola kept it. it in. He just kept it. Oh, I- um, this Which idea, again made it feel so real. Uh, the the Corleone compound was actually a, an, a real location in Staten Island, and in 2014 it was just sold for three million dollars. And David wants a road trip. Would you see the house? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. A real road trip. <laughs> Pacino, we're gonna record on set. <laughs> Pacino actually, Pacino had his jaw wired shut. For the part after he got punched, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why he, you know, he looked nice. the way he did because he really had it sh- wired. He shut. also had like these steel implants that went into his cheeks, and he had to spend makeup three hours in makeup. Fun fact. Good job. This go, going back, <laughs> going back to the horse head. The infamous horse's head was actually a real horse's head. Oh, oh, that really? would you... not fly nowadays. <laughs> that aged very badly. So that's that why. That's why So that's why the actor reacted that way he did because it was a real horse's head. But if it was like already a horse that had passed naturally, and then they were gonna use it for parts anyway to reuse the animal, then I think it was fine if it was done in a humane way. They didn't kill the horse for the movie. They probably just got it from like. Well, we don't know that. Well, I am being optimistic. It's a mob movie. They probably yeah, shot it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they need some glue. Um, well, the, then Peter would not be happy. The leave the gun take. Like, Kill the horse. The, <laughs> <laughs> the leave the gun take the cannoli scene was improvised. No. That, nice. That line was improvised oh, by. Oh, like we should have gotten cannolis for breakfast. I don't like cannolis anyway. So much what? I don't like cannolis. Wait, hold the fuck up. That's another story for another <laughs> time. By the way, that's the most outrage I've ever yeah. heard, Ryan. I've never heard Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And it was over cannolis. <laughs> that's another story for another time. Um, number 15, which I think this would have hurt it. The movie was supposed to, supposedly supposed to have an intermission because it was so long. Um, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ironically, part two did have an intermission because it was three hours and 25 minutes. And even it was long for today. It was even long for 1972. So um, Bra- actually, a myth was actually the last the last fun fact is that Brando. Remember, there's a there's a myth saying that he stuffed his mouth with. Yeah. That's not true. Uh, he did it for the screen test in order to make Vito Corleone look like a bulldog. For the filming of the movie, he had a dentist make him custom mouthpiece to create his sagging jowls. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So he did that? Yeah. It wasn't like a, like a the director instruction no. or anything? No, no he method. Did that. He's, not, he's not lazy then. Yeah. Yeah, if you do that, that's not lazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, pretty crazy what a lot of these people did for a year. But, yeah, that pretty much covers everything, guys. Like. Yeah. I think this you guys had a lot of great input. Um, is it the greatest movie ever made? Is there? Are we going to debate? Up there. Well, I guess we can't because we didn't really talk about Godfather Two. But is it better than Godfather Two? Or is Godfather Two better? Um, mm. I I like Godfather Two better. Can can either exist with the other though? Without the other? No. Like I think. I think no, no, of course not. No. Yeah. No. So I think the thing that makes Godfather Two so awesome is Godfather One. Yeah. And same thing. And Godfather, Godfather Three isn't as bad as people make it out to be. 
It's not that it's bad. Not, yeah, it's, it's not just, as bad it, as people it, make it, it out to be. I guess in unison with those other two, it's, it's not. tough. Nowhere near, yeah. yeah. I think it is, and I... It's... Because my thing is, is you have Godfather, right? And if people want to mm. say it's not the best ever, like, what do you think is the best ever? Yeah, exactly. Because like, I, I don't... Star Wars? Right. <laughs> Stop it. So, <laughs> well, you know what? There could be an argument made. So, like, I could, like, I love no, The Empire can't. Strikes Back, right? And I would probably. Empire like, Strikes Back actually should have been the answer, right? Like, I would, like, I would, I could argue that Empire Strikes Back might be better. It is. But that's just I me. Agree. Yeah, you know what? I think, I, I think, I think I'm gonna jump on the because I've never, I've never really asked myself what the best movie yeah. ever made was. I know my favorite movie ever, but not the best movie ever made. Wait, what, what is it? What is it? Yesterday? Oh, Batman 1, 1989. Yeah! That's your favorite movie? That's <laughs> my favorite movie. Uh, it's, it's so flawed, though. It's okay. Back down, bro. Back down. <laughs> it's a uh, solid seven, but it's flawed. That's going to be have to, that's going to have to happen for the next real back that's in, in June. June, June 23rd. I see, I see, I see, yeah, I'll, I'll remember, I'll remember what but... I said. I'll remember on... March 24th, I was like, but it's flawed. (laughs) (laughs) But in December, December 20th, 1974, is when Godfather 2 premiered, and that's 45 years this year. That's exactly what we're going to do. So I think we got to do the real effect. That's exactly what I had to plan. It's in the calendar. The one that you created. Christmas Eve. December 20th. I think it's a good good bookend to this. (laughs) I think it is, but when we watch Godfather 2, because Godfather 2 has a great, to me, after rewatching it, and we did a, a couple of months ago, we did a podcast on like our favorite performances of all time, and Pacino was number two, and I had a uh, legend number one. Nice. After rewatching Godfather two like a few weeks ago, wasn't Anthony Perkins on your list too? It was number three. Oh uh, yeah, right. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Like I think Pacino's performance in Godfather two is the greatest performance of all time, outside of like Ledger. I don't know, man. Jennifer Lopez and Anaconda was pretty spot on. That is true. <laughs> that is Jennifer true. Lopez in The Cell or Jennifer that Lopez in U-Turn or Jennifer Lopez in Kevin Smith and Simon Bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Beyonce and Obsessed. But that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Um, Jared Leto as Joker. <laughs> next month, we're going to be covering uh, the 10th anniversary. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> next month, we're actually going to be covering a lighter film. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary of The Hangover, so we're going to be looking. I promise I oh, doubt I'll oh. have 11 pages of notes for The Hangover. Uh, I might. <laughs> but I do love The Hangover. It's one of my favorite comedies. Uh, you don't like comedies. You don't like to laugh. So and I don't like, like laugh. Like five comedies. Yeah. <laughs> so, and to finish off, since we just talked about a really long movie, breaking news, Avengers Endgame is set to be three hours and two minutes. Uh, that's so amazing. I think we just lost two. <laughs> I'm just so curious on uh, what that extra two minutes is going to be worth. <laughs> Gee, Three hours and two minutes? We've lost you. <laughs> that's, that's still too short. It should be more. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my buddy Jake yesterday, my buddy Jake was like, yo, if it was four and a half hours, I'd still be all in. <laughs> Everyone's like, all in. Facts. Facts. Everyone's all in. I wouldn't care. In. Wait, so, uh, David, uh, you historically... Where's it this? Where's it this like lie as far as like length of a movie? Like what for a comic book? Comic it's book. the longest. Ever. The number one. Yeah, because it beats it, uh, the director's cut of, of Batman v Superman. So it does yeah. beat it well, by two. I minutes. already talked. To, um, I talked to our ArcLight, and they said uh, if other than the fact that if like a movie that comes out in the weeks ahead of that is still playing strong, pretty much all their screens are going to Avengers. We have, and our, that's like unheard of in the theater that we go to. We have twenty five screens. It wouldn't shock me if. 20, 20, 21. 
will be all Avengers. It's it's crowd control, man. You, there's too many people that are going to be coming to right. this. It's money. Yeah. And they, um, I got 18 screens, that, um, so it's going to be interesting. Got, yeah. uh, this guy's actually not supposed to be telling me this stuff, but whatever. Um, uh, they uh, actually got a bid to keep Captain Marvel in theaters like a little bit in the, on their screen kinda a little like bit Black, longer leading up like to Black that. Black Panther. Yeah, smart move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they uh, – because like usually you'll – like usually even if a movie is big, it sheds screens to make room for other stuff. But they're uh, basically leasing it out longer. Nice, and we didn't get to we get it we didn't get to touch on this today. We'll talk about it next week. All the trailers are dropped this week, so yeah. we'll hopefully hopefully more trailers drop this week, and we can just make a full episode of just trailers. Yeah, we <laughs> talking about this it chapter two trailer. They keep saying like, "Is it coming soon?" Uh, it better. Well, good. If it drops this week, then we got extra stuff yeah. to talk about. Oh, by the way, I know we were like trying to wrap up, but we the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer was shown before we saw us, and. Four of us that saw the us this week were like pumped. We love seeing you on the big screen. The whole theater, it was packed theater. It was mostly younger people though. They were like, "What the hell is that? I don't understand. Yeah, it makes that looks stupid." Makes and sense. I was like, "No, oh, shut up." <laughs> makes sense. Like all you need to see is like nice film from Quentin Tarantino. You don't need anything else. Yeah, seriously. All right, great way to end it, guys. Uh, yeah. Thank you for showing up again this week. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Anytime. We'll, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> Later, everybody. Peace. Bye. Peace. Thank you.